the target of a meat missile going 150 miles an hour plus. That got really exciting all of a sudden. I'm doing canopy safety. Um, I drive like an Asian, so I don't know if it's the most appropriate thing ever. I'm killing it. Utah, give me two. You're listening to Gravity Lab Radio, hosted by DJ Marvin and produced by Nicholas Live. Have we talked about skydiving the whole time? Yo, what's up, gentlemen? How are y'all doing? So far, so good. Man, Nick, I, uh, I, I, what are you reading? I can tell you're going to cause trouble if you're trying to read. I'm trying to read you, so I don't want to get something (laughs) wrong this time. Uh, found out something new this last week, and apparently, uh, Infinity Rigs or Velocity Sports Equipment made a post recently about a company called Blizzpay. Blizzpay, B L I S P A Y. I want to talk a little bit about them, but first of all, you want to order a new rig. It's the beginning of the season, and a lot of places in the U.S. are just now starting to skydive. What's the best way to start a new drop zone or new, a new uh, a new season? Brand new rig. A new rig, which you should have ordered months ago to get it exactly. for the season, but whatever. But I'm broke, dude. I ain't got enough money. I don't have the cash to buy a rig right now. Okay, that's the situation many skydivers can relate to. I, so, see where I see where you're going. But I can afford it in six months from now. Oh, yeah. That sounds... Like uh, every bad decision I've ever made. It is. <laughs> and that's the thing you've got to be careful of because BlizzPay, uh, Infinity is, or Velocity Sports Equipment is teamed up with a company called, called BlizzPay. If you go to blizzpay.com slash velocity rigs, that's B-L-I-S-P-A-Y dot com, velocity rigs, V-E-L-O-C-I-T-Y. R I G S. I spell right. Oh I can never spell, but you notice I had to read it to do have it. Have you been doing hooked on phonics? Oh, wow. <laughs> Is I, that what happened? I, I have a little bit of a spelling problem. I put words and orders backwards sometimes, and it's okay. Your company is pull cords up, according to the way I spell. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's my spelling. Uh, go to BlizzPay uh, Velocity Sports Rigs or Velocity uh, Rigs and set up an account. It's, it's in a credit card, is what it really is. You're going to get a, a digital BlizzPay Visa. That visa, any purchases uh, that you make over $200, buying a rig from Velocity Sports Equipment, it's going to be over $200. You have six months to pay off that debt, six months to pay off that visa bill, and essentially that's all it is is a, is a credit card at zero interest. If, Damn. Yeah, that's right there, six months. I've got a great credit card from Chase Bank. I'm super happy with it. I get, I pay no annual fees. I get all sorts of nice little amenities. I get cash back, stuff like that. 2%. So wait, six months, that puts us to like October? Ish, almost November. Is that right? Man, I can't so do math. You mean I could spend math. all all of the busy skydiving season where I have all this extra money because it's busy season paying down my rig? Yeah, no interest. Yes, huh. that's easy. You got to be careful. You said this is where you got yourself in trouble with credit cards. Oh no, I'm actually very financially responsible. I was making a joke. Yeah. I have, but Blizzpay. <laughs> I, I have in the past. Today I'm good. After six months, credit is retroactive. It's nineteen point nine nine percent which is cheaper than some credit cards out there anyways. But it's retroactive. So you go longer than six months, you have to pay credit for the entire time that you've owed the money. So pay it off in six months. It's no interest. Um, my Chase card, I do one month no interest, not six months. And they give you 10% cash back on all purchases where a Visa works. So Apple... Does BlizzPay is giving you? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's forget BlizzPay. Yeah, it's a really hard thing because here I want to talk about Infinity Rigs. Uh, but this is a super, super awesome offer. Uh, read the fine print, people. I'm not going to necessarily uh, say BlizzPay or, or promote them as, as a company because I don't know a lot about them. Um, but this afternoon when we were done working on the car, I, th- I spent the entire time reading and researching BlizzPay. Um, didn't sign up because I am not applying for a new credit card because I have way too many credit cards as it is. 
don't use any of them. I just don't need any more. One is too many, by the way. So check out Infinity. Check out Velocity Rigs, Infinity Rigs. Adam, I always get that one wrong. Do you remember the URL? Uh, VelocityRigs.com. VelocityRigs.com. Thank you. Uh, go to VelocityRigs.com. Design your rig. Nick, how easy was it to design? It's. Uh, I would say it's not so much that it's easy. It's really enjoyable. It's a lot of fun. The graphics program they use is really nice. So you can even zoom in and see the texture on the Cordura. It's, uh, it's pretty fancy. I had a real good time. Go to VelocityRigs.com, design your own rig, check it out. Use this BlizzPay stuff to pay for it. If you include the word Gravity Lab Radio in the special instructions, or if you e email the uh, wonderful Riley at VSE at VSERigs.com, or VSE at VelocityRigs.com. That's the one. Thank you, Adam. Okay. Uh, VSE at VelocityRigs.com, and mention in your email order the uh, Gravity Lab Radio. They'll include a free mesh backpad upgrade. So, uh, Velocity, no, Gravity Lab Radio in the special instructions, and... Free mesh bag, back pad upgrade. Yeah. Blizzpay.com. Comfy. Comfy. To your wallet and your back. Adam, oh, actually, what kind of oh. rig do you jump? I jump a velocity. So now, sorry. But my velocity <laughs> is interesting. What do you, so first of all, hold on one second. We're going to come back to that. Mm. Who do we have sitting here tonight? Um, this is a, a unique situation for us because always at least two of us have known the guests. It's rare only one of us is known. So for the first time, five, ten minutes ago, Nick and, and Justin, y'all got to meet a buddy of ours, Adam Buckner. Adam, how do we know you? What's your background? What's my background? Uh, get up on that mic just a little bit. Get it just a little closer to you. Make love. There we go. Get it all I've, up I've in I've got to get in the, in the groove here. There you go. That's better. No, uh, skydiving graphic designer since for the last 22 years now. Uh, took it up as a, well, it was my job for a long time, but. Um, decided I needed to get out of politics and the opportunity to go work for Square One Parachutes out in Paris, California came up and I said, I've had enough of smoke-filled rooms and bullshit and I moved to California and started doing art for Square One. So get out of politics, what, what does that mean exactly? I was a lobbying assistant okay. for small business issues. Well, give, give me give me an example of like what's a normal conversation that uh, a small business lobbyist has in a normal day. Well, you know, back then it was the the whole thing about mandatory uh, health care provided by employers for their employees. Well, that wasn't going over so so well. So, managed to to get a a meeting with Joe Biden because he was actually the one that was pushing it at the time and sat down with Joe Biden to have him explain why he wanted uh, employers to pay for health care. And, you know, that, that whole thing was just so different. Uh, and there was so much hand-holding and, and back-scratching and favors and things like that that my soul just couldn't take it. Yeah, it seems like you'd have to be pretty comfortable with a certain level of filth you know uh they keep keep the rooms clean but you know there's pecker tracks everywhere <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know if you want to get down to it there's pecker tracks pecker everywhere. tracks everywhere you we, yes you can quote me on that, that one help me out with this what are pecker tracks everywhere use your freaking imagination <laughs> a woodpecker's going around pecking on the floor exactly right go. nailed it 
or guys are humping the floor, or their dick's just that damn big. <laughs> you know, your your imagination can run wild. Yours doesn't leave a trail. It does about two <laughs> inches down my leg. Oh, that's because I peed that far. Gross. <laughs> I nah, peed myself. You know, the end all be all is that I just couldn't. My soul couldn't take it, and I saw too many backdoor meetings and. It just wasn't good, so I decided to go back to, you know, what I went to school for, and luckily that kind of tied into my hobby of skydiving because I had become an instructor very early and and started doing graphic design for a living for the sport that I was interested in. So, so you went to school for graphic design, right? Yeah. Uh, what what year? I graduated in 1992, so I'm old. And not to be an asshole. That's why I was asking. I was going to ask what uh, what uh, sort of software. Don't let the gray hair fool you. Okay, all right. <laughs> what sort of software are you guys using in 1992? We Abacus. Were, we were exactly. <laughs> we were not cutting, cutting Rubylith and actually being in a photography studio and messing with chemicals and, and printers and plates and dark rooms and everything else. So it was all done manually. That's cool. So I bet you really appreciate the functions of uh, Photoshop and Illustrator. Well, they got the school actually got their first computers the year after I graduated. Those bastards. I know. Gosh, that would have made my life a hell of a lot easier. So uh, you do a whole lot of uh, you know shirts, flyers, all sorts of stuff, all the pull-up cords everybody sees. Mm-hmm. Is there a program that you use more than any other? Like, is what's your go-to? Uh, Illustrator, Photoshop, and any of the, the Adobe products. But, you know, just a secret, I really like CorelDRAW. Believe it or not, I, it's a lot easier to edit in and a lot easier for me personally to draw in. So that's what I use. Never used it. Don't know what it looks like. You know, they're all kind of somewhat similar, but... CorelDRAW kind of encompasses both Photoshop and Illustrator at the same time with a lot of the same features that you would get in InDesign. So I'll make something there, but transfer it over because to one of the Adobe products so that everybody else can use it. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, I'm going to go full nerd. <laughs> full <laughs> nerd. If, if DJ doesn't stop no, me. No, so, keep oh, going. You, no, I think you, you'll, you're you really good at uh, kind of telling someone's story as they come on. Like, I just nerd out and ask questions and chase chase things down the rabbit hole. But these so, are the questions I want to hear. But you, but you know a lot more about this man's history than I do. Oh, mm, boy. A bit. So uh, maybe you can come with a question before we just talk about design and nerd stuff for a while. Should I get a helmet? I, dude, I don't know, man. So you actually in hold on, let me get a little math together here. Okay. In '96, you start working for Square One. Right now, first of all, Square One at a time and a day and an age, I think Square One was was the biggest gear sales out there, and we were using catalogs. When I started skydiving, you wanted to buy skydiving gear, you pulled out the local catalog. Paragear, you still work with them; they still have a catalog, right? You well, work Par- with- Paragear and Square One competitors. Both had their own print catalogs. Yeah. And anytime I wanted something, I had a Square One catalog at home. I had a Paragear catalog at home. Right. And that's how we shopped when we started skydiving. Back in the day. Back when I was your age, Shiner. Um, and you started actually uh, working with that catalog. That's kind of your big first project. 
second big project was doing the uh, the online store for for Sky uh, for Square One. Oh, I did not realize you did that. Yeah, that was Jan Myers and myself doing graphics. She do she was doing the pro the programming, mm -hmm. and it's funny because you know 1997. I hate to, you know. Bring this up, but there's still a lot of graphics that are still used on the Square One website today that I created back then. It is. Uh, I think I that just means your design uh, is timeless. I think that's what we're getting. What we're getting to. There. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Let's go for it. <laughs> I think Square One is a wonderful service, but I, I do think their website could use some updating. We're in a day and age where where web presence is huge, and if you don't have a good storefront look, I usually don't shop there unless it's something I have. Yeah, you're the place I have to get it. Tell them you'll get around to it. Oh, they will, but oh, I yeah. think they're time to, to update it just a little bit. I think so. So you, you start with Square One. You're doing graphic design there. What's going on in the early, late 90s in Paris Valley? There's a couple new guys around <laughs> flying or something? Well, that was the days of the roots of free fly, the roots of sky surfing. That was the roots of um, wingsuiting. Um you know, the Flyboys and and um, Troy Hartman and Damien Erlika and all of the, the pioneers of sky surfing, you know, Patrick and Rob Harris and all these guys, those, those were the guys that were there that really made it possible for a lot of the guys today. That was the roots. It, it was interesting because I started skydiving in 97, so I, I'm in that era at this point as, right. as a baby. And I'm this is where I cut my teeth. I learned to skydive, and I got my roots from. And and the Flyboys. The Flyboys were a big name. Uh, Eli, a lot of people heard of Eli a few years ago when he passed away. He was definitely a top-end uh, world-class flyer. Mike Ortiz, still working in the sport, yeah. doing our things. Fritz. Um, still Fritz, yeah. I'm and still one, jumping. One thing that... that a lot of people have come to realize that last year we did something really fun, the film festival. Right. And the film festival, the Flyboys, that actually was my inspiration. The Flyboys Film Festival oh, yeah. made me want to host one one day. So um, we'll get back to the film festival in a little bit because you actually did all the graphic design to come up with our, with our uh, Facebook ads, with our flyers, with right. everything. So we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, there's a lot going on in that time. Sky surfing is one of them. Exactly. And, you know, Vic Papadato and, and Troy Hartman and Damien Erlika and, and Tanya Garcia and, and Craig O'Brien and all the, the, the big sky surf videographers and sky surfers. Brian and Stefan. Brian and Stefan. I, I ran into Brian. He's now a, a pilot. Yeah. Uh, and ran into him in the Charlotte airport. And, and it was like, I know you, but you look so much different without your camera helmet on. You know, and he looks older, just a little bit, um, just a little bit. You know, he he's matured, dude. It's been almost twenty years. We've all aged quite a bit. You know, he he really looked like he did when I saw him out of the drop zone, getting ready to go and and you know go train. You need to wear your glasses more often, my friend. He looks old. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you see him old. in person, it's you know it's a whole no, different thing. He didn't look that old, but I did look at the picture, and uh, I looked at pictures of me recently when I was ten year twenty years ago, and. I, I look different. Yeah, a little bit? Yeah, I uh, had hair on top of my head, not the bottom. <laughs> okay, good. And it was all one color. Oh. Monochromatic hair was really nice. Now now I'm getting two tones going on. It so. looks good. I like that you're mixing it up there. That's nice. I like the contrast. Salt and pepper's here. 
Well, my dad always told me that that I had Apache gray hair. Apache here, Apache there? Uh, no, it, it all hid behind my ears where I couldn't see it, and then it just went and just attacked my whole head. That was really clever. He, he, he doesn't usually have moments yeah. as clever as that, so I think we're all just taking it in. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad I can be entertaining at least. Uh, that made me laugh more. Yeah, than you nailed it, man. That was great timing. Uh, no, Good your, delivery. Your, Solid. Your comments what what crushed me. Your next big project that comes up. Actually, I'll go back to sky surfing for a second because sky surfing is kind of what got me into skydiving. I got into skydiving around the Point Break uh, um, era. Point uh, Point Break came out. Reebok commercial. And then I was kind of like interested, wanted to get there. Then uh, drop zone terminal velocity and all the commercials in that whole little quick era. Sure. And then met a buddy, got into skydiving. It's all over from there. But sky surfing was an early attraction. X Games at this point is now having sky surfing in the X Games. Right. Um, you got into sky surfing a little bit. You know, I was starting to go, and then they killed sky surfing in the X Games. It's uh, have you ever heard the joke, Nick? How do you meet the uh, best sky sky surfers ever? No, kill yourself. Wow, that that's is a little true. harsh. But that is <laughs> it's true. Very true, unfortunately. It, and it's a kind of a known joke amongst a small community of, of some of the older jumpers because now you're tying a propeller to your feet. And it's not just that. You have quite a few big names who passed away. I mean, some of them, Patrick, passed away n- not because of a sky surf accident. No. Because whip stitching his wingsuit into his rig. I don't know if you know the rest of that story. No. Oh, yeah. You know the story probably better than I do. Uh, he was working on a spoiler that fit on the back, uh, on you know, underneath the, the bottom of the container. So let's go back just a little bit. Uh, Patrick uh, Daguerreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, who is Patrick Daguerreon? French skydiver, uh, multiple world, world titles uh, in RW, uh, decided that, you know, in on top of sky surfing with a really big board. I mean, Patrick's board was huge comparison. You know, you're, think, you're looking at a 52-inch board as a pro-size board. He's jumping like six feet. He's doing tandems, tandem sky surfing with Wendy Smith. Oh, I remember these pictures. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And it's, then he got into wingsuiting. Well, he was pushing the dynamics. I remember seeing a, a video of him, I I want to say it was the Iger, flying so close to the Iger and right by the, the observatory and people were just freaking out because he was, that was like the first proximity flight of, of, uh, wingsuit flight. That was in Chronicles, wasn't it? I think so. Free Flight Chronicles. I think it, Charles Bryan. Now, now we're now we're getting back to more of the free uh, the the Flyboys. Yeah, that's crazy. Gosh, I I totally forgotten about uh, Charles Bryan and and being with the the, the cl- both the clowns, Free Flight clowns with uh, Olaf and and Omar and and that whole crew, and then. Moving over and, and going to to Flyboys. It was a uh, that dude free flying in the late '90s was legit. One thing I what I need to do, Nick, is I need to uh, I have DVDs that are copied from VHS to DVD. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the quality is not the greatest. Max Cohn. Dude, generation. Generation. Yeah. He actually 
copied all of the the Generation Free Fly, all of the Chronicles, all of uh, those over to DVD for me. Millennium. Yeah. I want to get a hold of these, Nick, on our computers, and then like at the next film festival or random times out the DC start oh, playing them. Freak. Dude, first of all, I, mad props to today's generation. Can you believe the shit kids are doing today? I, seeing some of this tunnel flight that I'm, uh, the Russians, the the French, all these Americans. Uh, Tex. Yeah. Tex. <laughs> there you go. No, Tex, the, the flyer. Yeah, oh. we have a good buddy. His his name's Jesse. He goes by Tex. Okay. But uh, man, he's he's quickly becoming one of the one of the best flyers. Uh, that I know of. <laughs> what is it, Kenzie? I think she, she's like nine, ten, up in in twelve. Maybe I'm. Uh, may, I apologize. Oh, you're thinking of uh, Kaylee Wittenberg? Okay, young lady, no. uh, Mike Wittenberg's kids. Maybe, but there, there's this generation of these little mini ninja <laughs> insane flyers that are that are popping up in all the tunnels right now that. I just look at them and go, whoa, you know, it, it just blows my mind. They, it, it just, what can they do? Remember when skateboarding was big and Tony Hawk was a big thing and people couldn't do all these big spins <laughs> and we did big tricks on video games on PlayStation two or super Nintendo or whatever we were playing games on that day. Pilot and, wings. And now they're fucking doing that shit in real life. Yeah. What we want to do in skydiving, what we think is impossible in skydiving Kaylee Wittenberg is going to be one of those kids who just goes out there and fucking shreds and does these unbelievable things to us old people. Oh, yeah. It, but despite I can't I, wait to see what just exactly what they do. Because right now, I'm just blown away. So wait a minute. You can't wait to see what they're going to do. I have a question. I want every single one of you guys in this room to answer this. What is the thing you look forward to seeing the most advancement in in the sport? We're 15, 20 years down the road. What can't you wait to see advancement-wise? For me, I'm going to straight up say it's the wing. That's Canopy exactly flight. what I was going to say is parachute. It's like the development of fabrics and materials. And uh, I mean, thinking about the, the, there's obviously still more to learn about aerodynamics. But sure. uh, I think I think newer, more rigid fabrics, I think, are going to uh, to change the game as well. Yeah, jury's out on, on that one for me because, you know, I've always thought about the human body doesn't evolve at the same rate the technology does. Yeah. So you've got better fabrics, lighter fabrics, uh, stronger, faster, lighter, all this other stuff, but the human body can't necessarily take the G-forces that these things, you know, and the opening shocks and, and things like that 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 are, are a, a byproduct of this advancement of these materials. So, but I think in with the wing thing, with the openings and those advancements, they have come. They, being manufacturers and designers, have come to such a strong understanding of what a good parachute is with balance of performance and openings. Sure, because and, today, and technology like GoPro and whatnot has has allowed for that to be able to really analyze exactly what's happening and and the the smallest tweaks to um, an airfoil, what that can do for opening tech, uh, characteristics. It's uh, it's interesting what they do to study at PD, and I think you've seen sat through the seminar PD performance designs when they develop a, a canopy. Usually, there's going to be somewhere b- between a seven a seven hundred to a thousand test jumps on a canopy. They record and document every single test jump with data 
uh, who the pilot was, what the size, what the wing loading, what the line types, what performance maneuvers they what did. What the weather was. What the weather was, what they felt like, and they also have all the data recorded from the GoPro all uploaded. And they watch these videos over and over again to see why things work the way they do. Mm-hmm. So the technology advancement of opening, man, they're getting good at that. Uh, Nick, how's your Valkyrie open? Uh, calling it butter wouldn't wouldn't do it justice. It, it's super smooth. I've, I've never been spanked by it, not once. I jump a Spectre, and what is one thing Spectres are known for? Slow openings. And clean, smooth, on-heading. They are the most consistent, most reliable opening canopies on the market. And my Valkyrie's right there with it, dude. Technology's there. But what do you hope to see? What's the advancement you're looking for in 15 to 20 years? As far as the physical properties of skydiving Anything, gear? Anything, man. People, skills, gear, tunnels, what you name it. Hopefully tunnel time comes down by then, huh? The price. Well, <laughs> well, yeah. And then we're going to have to find some way to self-sustain the power to run those things just to bring the cost down. But, you know, honestly, there are so many new things coming down the pipe as far as dye sublimation and whatnot that customization of of canopies and and containers is really going to be interesting because it it, it's an opportunity to show your personality but i'm an artist that's what i dig you know if they work great you know but i kind of want it to be pretty too but who doesn't want custom gear i mean really we all customize our gear at some level whether it's very Chill, laid why back. Do you, why do you choose a red altimeter over a, a blue altimeter? Yeah. It's personal choice. Of course, you get onto me. I get in trouble with you when I say, hey, here's a jumpsuit design. You're like, dude, it's black with red stitching again. Let <laughs> me design your jumpsuit. And by the way, if you've ever seen my jumpsuits, my new intruders, people constantly are commenting on them and constantly complimenting. They look really good. I get compliments every single time I wear them. And you and Adam Buckner is the man who actually, I said, here, just pick the, I don't even care what colors they are. Design a jumpsuit. I gave them complete free rate. Um, he also was pissed because, Nick, you've seen my taste in jumpsuits. Black with red stitching. Yeah, it's pretty boring. Gear, black with red stitching. Very Asian. I'm a ninja. <laughs> Keep telling Aww. yourself that. There between ninja and ninja. I know. <laughs> I love that. I still, I will never stop loving that video. Um, dye sublimation to the rig. That's something that's really interesting. You, you've, you and I have talked about this a little bit in the past. Right. And I think the accessibility to materials that are able to be used strength-wise, purpose-wise, that can now be designed, prettied, you know, uh, change the color. The If you want, I don't know, plaid, you want paisley, whatever. You You want your photo on it. You could have your grandmother's picture on your rig. And I think that that, hey, I just did a rig for a design rig for Tom Fang that for that was an Infinity, and his mom helped him out to buy the rig, Mm -hmm. and so he he had me do a a mom heart like tattoo embroidery on the side just to pay homage to his mom. So you could put a picture of your grandmother on there. Maybe she bought your your AAD or something. So like wait, and Velocity built this rig. Velocity. So built they've this rig. they've still got the uh, digitizing for that mom stitching. <laughs> they sure do. Oh, what's up, mom? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's about to redesign his rig. Oh, <laughs> to all the moms out there. 
Well, um, more than likely, if you're if you think about it, Nick, whatever you come up with for your new rig, mm-hmm. if you haven't gotten it already, no, nope, not yet. Uh, whatever embroidery, probably I'm going to have a hand in it. You know, I was actually looking on your. I think it's on your Instagram. There's like, so, you know what sacred geometry means? Right. So there's yeah. a, I, I don't know if many people are familiar with that term. It's a little bit of a hippie-ish, new age kind of thing. But there's uh, that embroidery that's that very intricate sacred geometry. Mm-hmm. And I watched that 20 times in a row. Just trying <laughs> oh, to, you were the one. The <laughs> yeah. only one that watched that. <laughs> but I was trying I to imagine the process that goes into digitizing something like that and, and telling the software where the stitches go. Right. Can you elaborate on that at all? It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> I imagine that it would be. I mean, that sort of thing, there's so many stitches in a very small place that, you know, you just want, you want it to be beautiful, but there are steps to get it that way or else it just looks like a bunch of junk. And there was, there have been so many rigs for, for velocities, especially, that, you know, we put a, a topography map of... Uh, El Capitan and uh, on Bo's rig. That's of sisters. Yeah, that's right. He got Robert. sisters, but there was yeah. another guy that got El Capitan and Yosemite and everything like that and uh, and Half Dome. Oh my God, those things just drive me nuts. But when you see them in real life, wow. I mean, it it beats the heck out of. I want a black rig with black stripes with black piping and you know. Uh, and a black harness. Wait, wait. I got red stitching. You got... That's right, red stitching. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. Get out of here with and your then, stupid red stitching. Then what did Nicole and I do on the on the inside of your... Oh, your, uh, dude, have you ever seen the inside of my reserve flap on my Spectre rig? Nope. So, you know, I've got the one Infinity with the, with the plaid design, this cross-stitching on it. Open up the reserve cover to inspect the AAD and the TRC logo. You know the hat version with the Sunset Super? Yep is inside the fucking rig. I get a call from Nicole Smith. Yo, DJ, we need your permission to put a surprise on your rig. We won't tell you what it is, but we need your permission, and we can't do it without you saying yes. <laughs> Straight up how she says it. I That's like, really odd. Hey, we need you to say yes to a mystery We're going to mess with you, Yeah, but we're not going to tell you what it is, so but I you're s- going to like it. I okay. simply told her, yes, with one caveat. What's that? If I don't like it, I'm sending it back and you're fixing it. <laughs> that, that, I said it straightforward, and she's like, oh, no problem. We're good with it, because you're going to like it. And that's exactly, she's, but you're going to like it. Now I'm like, all right. Completely forgot about it. You know, 30 seconds go by. Squirrel. Hey, hi, squirrel. squirrel. <laughs> How yep. you doing? Um, my new rig comes in. Open it up. Last time I got a new rig from Infinity, I had a note from the production manager. He's a buddy of mine, Sean. A little personal handwritten note. Like, hey, what's up, DJ? Blah, blah, blah. So I opened the owner's manual right away to see if there's a note from my buddy. There's not. Go about do my thing. Talk to Kelly. Rig's been sitting here for two, three hours. At the drop zone, riggers have it now. They're about to pack it. You like your surprise? My rig? Yeah, I got my rig. There's a surprise in it. There's a surprise in it. Did you open it yet? No, I just gave it to the riggers, man. I I opened the box, saw the rig was pretty, gave it to the riggers. Um, Go up to the loft, look at it. I go up to the loft. I just He's talking to me, and I'm just opening flaps. No clue yet. And what the fuck? I yell as he's talking to me. And they had put my logo inside the reserve flap. And so every time you open my rig... You see that logo, and, and Jay Berg, I believe, had the original idea. Adam did the embroidery for that, did the embroidery for the hat, did the embroidery for Grady Lab Radio hats, which mm, one day we might make public. I'm still being selfish with these, Nick. What do you think? 
Yeah, save it. Like it's it's the precious, right? Oh my the god! Precious. <laughs> yeah, and, and I created the. Pre- I'm the father of precious. You're the father of precious. <laughs> oh jeez! And the most precious thing <laughs> is the first person who can tell me. No, nah, I can't do that. That won't uh, work because people know the secret. There is a secret Easter egg in Nick's hat. If you figure out what oh, a secret yeah. Easter egg in Nick's hat is, <laughs> just tell one of us you know what it is. I ain't going to tell you what it is. I ain't going to talk about I it. I didn't do anything. No, no, he did not. But this this wonderful gentleman at the store helped me. Uh, so Don't give it away. Ready Come Player on, One. Right. No, Ready Player One's a movie that's out, a book that's out. Super cool. Easter eggs are awesome right now. Mm-hmm. Tell me what it is. It's, pr- it's pretty fun. There are actually three Gravity Lab radio hats. And Nick, you're one of the only one who knows. They're all that little bit different. So I think mine looks better. Because um, he wears black, it better. Black and red, and that's stupid. Oh, dude, I like that. You know, the <laughs> I'm wearing a hat that's red and white right now. The black with red, the red, the black with red stitching, I, or pinstripe, yeah, and I like. But dude, that silver pinstripe. When I saw your silver it's pinstripe, I was sharp. I was mad. I was mad at myself. I made the wrong decision. I made the wrong choice. Um, you digitize art. That's uh, dye sublimation. You can dye sublimate a rib. Oh, I wanted to ask about that actually. Yeah. So I'm working on it with with the assembly. Uh, how much of uh, does everything have to be done before panels are cut and stitched together? All that stuff yeah. comes first. Uh, all of it comes out flat. It's really embro- uh, difficult to embroider on a curve. So yeah, everything is uh, embroidered on flat fabric and then cut and and then sewn into it. And so that's got to be the same way with a dye sublimation. Yes. Uh, so you can't just Go and dice up your own, you know, your your ninety seven javelin that you have or whatever. Just, what if I bleach it first? Is that going to help? <laughs> Soak it in bleach for like an hour. Yeah, and by the end of the summer, that thing's going to be a piece of junk that <laughs> you're going to be because it was seeing from ninety seven. Either something white or something orange or something like that because your rig just fell apart on you. I'm working on it. Um... I worked on a project, oh gosh, I, I guess that was last year, the 50,000th jump made off of, uh, for Helleboogie in, in Norway, uh, Kirag, and Apex Base put together um, the, the person that made the 50,000th jump off of you know, the, the cliff up there got... A fully custom summit rig, full hundred percent die sublimated, and that thing was gorgeous. So wait a minute, we're die sublimating base rigs, but not skydiving rigs. We are. There's some different things to think about with the fabrics that we use for skydiving. Are they heavier? Are we using heavier fabric? We are using slightly heavier fabric, but there's also some different um, requirements as far as how they last uh, you know the the safety edge of it because we have to deal with the FAA base jumpers don't um, so you know even though um, you know your rig has to be obviously for skydiving has to have a reserve reserve has to be packed every 180 days FA licensed rigger. Okay, well now you're starting to dance with uh, making sure that the the you know I guess mill spec or or whichever the durability of the fabrics has to still 
be as good, if not better, than what we currently use in non-dye sub. So it weakens the material, dye sublimation does. There's a heat process um, for true dye sublimation because it's actually a transfer and then heat pressed into the fabric where the, the dye is literally tattooed into the fibers itself. It's not like screen printing where it's laying on top. Mm-hmm. It's actually in. It's sublimated. Yeah, and, and that's heat and pressure. So with heat and pressure, what does that do to the, to the makeup of, of the fabric? Um, does it deteriorate? Does it melt? Does it, you know, that's one of the things why you typically um, sublimate on polyester versus nylon because the heat, uh, the melting point of nylon is, is lower than, than polyester. But if the ink is, um, if the set point where that ink stays is higher than the melting point of, of nylon, you, you've just destroyed the fabric. So at what point have you crossed the line where it's no longer viable as a safe material to use for a skydiving rig? And these things got to be durable. We have a large sure. exposure to sun. We're, exactly. People don't actually think about how long you're in the sun for, but every skydive, you're in the sun. Uh, you're, the higher up you are, the harsher the UV rays are said and done. Sure. You're the, the closer you are to the sun, the less atmosphere between you know, the sun's rays and, mm-hmm. and, you're, uh, and the material. And nine times out of ten when you're skydiving, it's sunny. I mean, just... The, that's just the way it works out, so it seems. It, it sure is a lot easier to put a thousand jumps on a skydiving rig than a base rig as well. Yes, absolutely. So w- w- the future's near. I know you've talked about this for a while. The future's near. People are looking at how to dye sublimate rigs. Um, I won't share some of the design ideas you've had for rigs because I know Ooh. one of them is your own personal design. Yeah. And I don't want to give away that one. So I it's know we've talked about it. It's just sitting there ready to go. It's, you know, Vector... You know, uh, talking about a, a quote competitor to our our advertisers uh, rig here, but every year both Vector and Javelin have at PIA have always had this whacked out crazy rig. Whether it was had sequins and and looked like Vegas, or it was all gold the steampunk rig. Yeah, things like that. Oh, that was cool looking. It was great. Just jumpable but for how many jumps yeah. you know that's oh the steampunk rig wasn't jumpable at all no no, no, no. but but the clear rig oh the clear rig was yeah you probably get two maybe out of it <laughs> uh just because of materials but uh you know it's it's seeing those things that gives me really nasty ideas to come up with cool stuff for people to put on their rigs I'll be excited to see what Infinity shows this year. Hmm. Yeah, me too. So PIA is kind of where all this new stuff comes out, right? Typically. So is typically. It, everything's top secret until then, and everyone's showing off the new stuff. Pretty much. You know, that's that's just a creature of habit because of the the nature of the event. But I think that uh, with more social media and that sort of thing, and actual video presentations, which you know would be right up your alley, Mm -hmm. um, that they may 
take a different turn on on how to announce these these new fangled you know wonder rigs and, and things like that PIA super interesting parachute industry association um, SSK is a is mainly long known time long time, long time. started in 1983 but mainly known for being the service center for uh, Airtech the distribution center for Airtech or Cypress in the US Correct. amongst other things uh, LMB altimeters as well um, but they, uh, the, uh, the former president, Cliff Sh- uh, Schmucker, uh, now Adam is the president, his son, founded PIA, Parachute Industry Association. I think he'll found it, but he was the president for 20-some-odd years. Oh, yeah. He was – Cliff was awesome. Uh, in fact, at the last PIA that we went to in Daytona – 15? Yeah, before Cliff passed. 13 is, I thought, when he passed. So I think yeah. 13 is when we honored him. Right. And I was lucky enough to go make a skydive with him. I mean, you know, that, that made my day. Yeah. I, I can't lie. PIA, they do a symposium every two years. So, like, if you're, if you're a gaming nerd or electronics nerd, E3, electronic uh, Yeah, it's E3 Expo. for skydivers. Exactly, and so all your or most of your major manufacturer there, whether it's Velocity Sports Equipment, UPT, Sunpath, Javelin, uh, Voodoo Curve, uh, everybody, Wings, Jumpsuit Manufacturers, not all, but a lot are there, Parachute, PD, Icarus, NZ Sports, they're all there. Oh, yeah, and they're, you know, uh, some of the greatest memories of, of my skydiving career or my career in skydiving, I guess, has been a, made at PIAs because of all the wonderful people that I have either worked with or been able to, you know, uh, collaborate with or whichever. Oh, dude, PIAs where we met. Yeah. We met 2013. Uh, PIA met you somewhere across the showroom floor. But we knew each other back in Paris, Elsinore. We, yeah, and I don't remember any of that, but there, I don't remember the <laughs> 90s too, man. Oh! <laughs> That was that was a wonderful time of life. Uh, we had a lot of mutual friends, so we did run across each other. We were at some similar and same events. Yeah, Psycho Circus, and now we're now we're getting back to that conversation again, dude. Uh, PIA, I do want to take a pause on PIA just for one second because a large number of our listeners are from the Dallas Houston area. Um, Houston or Dallas next year, PIA two thousand. 19 in February, the symposium's in Dallas. Dallas. Nick, you asked, a lot of manufacturers announce new things throughout the years. Not always. Um, but every PIA, at least a few manufacturers announce something new. That's where we, we I say we, LMB, but Adam and I were are with LMB team as well, introduced the uh, ProTrack 2 um, and the Aries 2. We, those were both introduced at PIA. Um, Sandy Reed. And Alpha. And, Alpha. And uh, and then the... Uh, What's the audibles? Um, anyways. Echo. Echo, thank you. Um, <laughs> dude, graphic design. He does LMB's graphic design as well. We'll get more into these guys. Uh, they announced MARDs at PIA. They announced new rigs at PIA. So, uh, but They had demonstrations of all the, the different type of, of MARDs that are available. S- some were you know, fledgling ideas that, that had some legs, and then there were some that were just kind of like, oh, wow, I want that on my rig right now. Yeah. Some didn't work at all. Uh, they also have tons of sem- seminars, man. They have super cool seminars. If you're a rigger, learn how to pack a certain type of rig. Um, do they sell? Sciz- they have sewing machine companies there, scissor companies there. There's rocket deceleration specialist. Yeah, all sorts of hardware and and you know stainless, black stainless, black stainless and got you know debuted at, at a PIA. And so there's got to be a party with that many skydivers around, right? There's at least one here and there. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I 
think I would probably follow uh, a certain uh, CEO of of a of a rig manufacturer to the bar. Oh, dude, uh, there are several great parties. Keep your if you go to PIA Symposium, keep your eyes and ears out. Understand, not all the parties are open. Um, um, I'm, uh, we're both very lucky to be friends with some of them who we just get to do a private dinner every night, and and that's very been fortunate. Uh, but keep your ears out. Find out which ones are open because, hey, what's going on then? Oh, is that an open party? A lot of them are. A lot of them aren't. But there's You're not cool enough for this party to be had. Nerd. <laughs> it's not a cool factor. You can't fit more than 20 people Oh, I guess people if you guys are going to these parties, it's, it's definitely not, not cool. a cool factor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we're going to a restaurant. How many skydivers can you take to a restaurant uh, at once? God, not that many before oh, it turns God. into a mess. It turns into 100 if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. So a lot of groups oh, say somebody this else is, is paying? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, free dinner? Yeah. Or the parties they have in the banquet halls, if they say it's an open invite, suddenly you have 300 people show up. That, and that banquet hall can't hold more than 100 people. So it's not about the cool factor as much as it's just a limited number of people. Um, so I, I want to ask about PIA a little bit. You said uh, the last year that you didn't go was how long ago? 99. Yeah. 99 was my first PIA. And that was, there was, let's see, that would be two times in San Diego. Ninety nine oh one, and then it was Jacksonville, and then after that, Reno, Reno three freaking times, and then two in Daytona, and then this last one in Chattanooga. Yeah. So that means that I've been in nine straight PIAs, which are biannuals, so that's eighteen years. I counted nine, but he was holding up eight fingers. Just was it eight? <laughs> I'm half yeah. Polish. Anyway, I'm half Polish. We'll just it's just worse <laughs> than being full Polak. All right, I'm allowed. You're you know, this is, this is my gimme. Okay, if all right, we're John golfing. Goodman. But either way, oh. we're, we're talking about. He the, had to go there, didn't he? The, the better part of twenty years you've spent going to to these events and seeing these these new innovations, and I'm curious, like the innovations. Of the earlier years, how do those compare to the innovations of today and the way that the gear changes? You know, harder, faster, smaller. You know, we've got you know nano uh, fabrics and and things like that for reserves and low 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 pack volume uh, reserves and fabrics. Um, you know, ZP the the additions of different types of of ZP and then yeah. all of the the design changes from you know the back when we were we first started jumping stiletto was you know like the the most advanced zippy oh my gosh turbo postage stamp that was out there I was told people don't jump smaller than a 120 except for one guy near here and uh how many people jump smaller than a 120 on RD? How many people jump smaller than a... 120 stiletto? You're talking about a tandem canopy, right? Dude, my yeah. big canopy. <laughs> that's a joke. When I jump my big rig, my big canopy, it's a 120. That's my big canopy. I think it's... A, for, so my first PIA was also 99, but I haven't gone continuously through all those years. I only... You have a nine. I have like four or five under my belt. Um, the biggest changes I've noticed is in the late 90s... Uh, skydiving evolved very quickly free flying goes way back to roger nelson freak brothers freak flying they were back reclined flying but it really didn't hit its heyday really didn't hit its prime it really didn't emerge until the late 90s and all of a sudden free fly safe rigs became a very important thing Mm -hmm. you know our bridles were always exposed our pouches were loose and it didn't matter 
Velcroless or snapless. I had snaps. Well, <laughs> I don't want to. You don't want to know about my first rig. Oh my gosh, the classifier. Have you ever heard of one? No. Oh, classifier. Classifier. That sounds classy and oh. like it flies well. I bought it because it was black. <laughs> hey, there you go. Mm-hmm. Once you go black, you never go back. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this this thing was it had cape wells on it that were hot knifed off, and then three rings were added to it. I mean, diaperless round reserve uh, that had Velcro little tabs put on the closing flap so that it wouldn't stick so much. <laughs> I mean, it was hinky. But it was badass back then, wasn't it? I'm sure it was. When it first came out, it was probably you know just the Ferrari of of skydiving rigs. It. I want to ask a couple of questions about what you just said, but the Uh-oh. thing I've seen that changed the most is in the 90s, they were really pushing good safety advancements. Rigs weren't True. getting flashier. They weren't getting neater. They weren't getting cooler. It was all 100% about safety. And manufacturers are still pushing the limits of safety. In other words, they're still learning more and making safer things. But uh, they've done so good with safety. Now they're pushing gimmicks as far as, hey, we can print on a rig. Hey, we can stitch on a rig. It's become flashy. We can do black stainless steel. You know, that you were going to say we can do black with red <laughs> stitching. <laughs> it's ingrained. Dude, his my, brain is black with red stitching. I'm looking at your outfit right now. And I mean, I can't yeah. really talk because I'm wearing black and red too. You, you know what I'm saying, Vern? Black with red. One my car has black with red like stitching. So, uh, dude, no shit. My car seat's black with red stitching. I had no option. It's the trim package that it came with. But I also was like, bonus, I'm in. Yeah. Um, that's the changes, but let's go back to this rig, your first rig. Mm-hmm. So you said a lot of words that are not English to most of our skydiving fan base. Not all our fan base are skydivers. Oh, yeah. Round reserve. Well, 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 what? Let's start with Cape Wells. You said Cape Wells. Cape what the Wells. fuck are Cape Wells? Help us out here. Cape Wells were these little clamshell with a wire and a that you had to flip down and flip up, and if you wanted to cut away. And you know you got to do both at the same time, right? You well, could essentially do one riser and not the other. You better not. <laughs> I tell you, because you know, overloading one, it doesn't want to let go. I, they were, they were, they worked for what they did. But then we, you know, bring in Bill Booth and the three ring, three ring release, and you just night and day. So Capewell, yeah, uh, so. commonly shot in half, is what people refer to shot in half Capewells. You, if you ever see military movies and you see a guy grab his shoulder and he opens these flaps out, he opens these flaps out, then he sticks his thumbs in, he grabs these wire loops and he pulls them. And the left one separates the left riser, the right one separates the right riser. Nick, you said it. At the same time is the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. And Adam said it. If you let go of one, you start spinning and centrifugal force, it makes it way harder. Mm-hmm. And Bill Booth owns UPT. Uh, they make the Vector. They make my absolute second favorite rig. I think Vector is a very, very solid design rig. I love them. Um, they make the Sigma container. Uh, big leader came uh, 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 trade, not trademark, um, patented, patented the three ring release system in the use for skydiving. So uh, not too long ago, actually, about uh, six, eight years ago, the patent ran out. I think so. You know, I, I haven't gotten into that end of the of copyright and patent and and whatnot of of the three ring. I just know it works and. You should use them. Yeah, they work super well. So th- those are those are shot in half cape wells. 
Um, if you ever hear somebody using, you want, this is nerdy, a single point release system. You pull the cutaway handle, it releases both risers at oh, once. Oh, yeah. That's the cat's meow now. So, so yeah. that's Capewell, shot and a half. Then you said a round something, a round parachute? Diaperless round navy conical reserve. So first of all, I'm diaperless at the moment, so I'm pretty proud of that. Well, What's a diaper? Know, <laughs> a way to kind of hold it all together so it didn't kind of squirt out. <laughs> a D-bag. <laughs> it, was, it was a predecessor of the D-bag, I think. I'm pretty sure. The, pre- the, 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 the diaper is the predecessor to me, the D-bag. Right. So diaper is a deployment bag. It's a sleeve, really, that holds the... Um, the can, can I? Yeah. Gotcha. Um, that, that holds the canopy together. Right. And it's around what? Navy? Navy conical. So what is that? A round reserve. Uh, conical shaped round reserve that it actually had, uh, you know, it was F-111. It was Dacron lines. It was super heavy. Um, it's military. It's, you know, a lot of the technologies that, that we use as sport jumpers came out of military use. So that's the uh, uh, those are the roots. So this was one of those technologies that eventually got made better, and that one got put away. It had its time, and the technology kept on moving forward. And now we jump really fast, tiny parachutes. Yes, seventy-nine uh, square feet. 69 square feet. What do you jump, Nick? 71. 71 Valkyrie. Okay. Best parachute ever. What's the world record? 36? Someone landed a 30-something, yeah. Well, there was a 39. That was Luigi Connie. I want to say Ernesto was a 36. But Ernest, whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah, Ernesto gains a uh, jumper and and stunt pilot out of Dubai. Uh, He... uh, yeah, he he just bested Luigi Connie's thirty nine square foot record out of Paris, and that was what three four years ago. I think it's been a I mean, little bit longer now. Dish towel. I actually want to say it's been like five six years ago now. Has it been that long? Okay. Yeah, because the first time I met uh, him, I believe two thousand fourteen, we got thirty five square feet. Oh, thirty five. Squ- okay, in Dubai. Wow. I was off. I was going to say it was 2012 because I, I just got the years wrong with him. I've met him at meetings for something for tandem stuff or examiner stuff or something like that. Oh yeah. Um, but he's another one of those those cats that are out there that have pushed the edge, have done something that even experienced skydivers are sitting there going, "Holy shit balls!" You know, Luke Akins, um, oh, Vince, yeah. Vince, uh, yeah. Rafa, and. <laughs> Patrick and all the yeah. see now we're going back to Paris once again you know Patrick was really a, a huge pioneer in so many different ways you guys know too many names you make me feel like I'm lacking so much in my skydiving history I mean part of this is we're going back to I, I really think of these as the pioneers of the modern era and when I say yeah. modern era the current era you know so let's go back to something that kind of got us through this rabbit trail I want to get a hold of those Chronicle videos. I want to get a hold of those Free Fly Millennium, the Speed Curve Boys, dude. Mm. Andrew Steak, he's back to organizing at Elsinore. He's, it's fucking steak. awesome. Dick tricks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, I, I might know a guy who can uh, digitize those DVDs for you. 
and turn them into some MP4s. So, yeah, we need to get these. And the thing that I want new young skydivers to see, and back to giving props out to these young shredders, these young Jedis, back to Tex, dude. Tex is a fucking just absolute. I love watching that boy fly. Um, Nick, you're an absolute shredder yourself. I, I will agree. Untrue, but you're nice not try. Tex level. I'm not, but you definitely know how to how fly. Um, people were doing some of these things back then. Remember a Free Fly Millennium 2 Speed Curve second video? Yes. Psycho Circus was the feature team on there. Yes. And they had that head down carve where Heath and Robert oh, were yeah. forehead to forehead. And as they're carving, the sunset's right between their forehead. They're this far apart, dude. So these tight, nice, intricate moves were happening. And it, it was, was just it was so smooth, too. Just and rare. that was rare at that point because, you know, the flying style of, you know, having your feet back versus, you know, the old wishbone or, or versus, whatever. Yeah. Shelfie versus dash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, there was. <laughs> what did you just call what? Shelfie versus dash. Was <laughs> that a thing? Daff, he may, he may shelf have versus Daffy. Daffy versus oh, Shelf. Oh, Daffy versus Shelf. That's what you're trying to get at. Okay, all right. Right. I got you. Uh, sobriety. Well, well Daffy up. Wishbone or... or Yeah, Straddle Wishbone. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, that goes back to... Structure! Fire. There you go. Sorry. There it is. What? Oh, he oh, does not dude. educate oh. me here. So, do you know who the Flyboys are? Yeah. yeah. So, Flyboys were the big team in Paris, California at the time. There's an up and coming team following them, and the up and coming team is Structure Fire, Shaylin Allman. Um, oh my God, uh, Jimmy P. Uh, Jimmy and uh, Jimmy and Marta now. Um, no, no, uh, Jimmy and uh, God damn it, sorry, I don't know why I went to there. Clint, Clint Claus. And well, well, Clint, and then also, um, yeah. Uh, Not JC, but JC's at Billy, Samira. Billy Four. So Billy Calhoun. Structure, uh, structure Fire is the big secondary free fly team. Psycho Circus came around eventually, and they wanted to be the second team at Paris, but but uh, 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 Structure Fire was there, so they actually got picked up by Elsinore, and Elsinore gave them a very, very, very good offer. Yeah. And that's where Heath, you know Heath. Heath Richardson and I made friends. That's where we kind of come to be. And, and goddamn, man, that Heath is doing excellent. Man, right we now. should have had him on the podcast when he was in town. Uh, you know, I, I love Heath to death, and I would love to have Heath. Heath has tons of stories years. to share, but I don't I don't ever plan on having Heath on the show. I never plan on it. But he was going to wear those sunglasses inside the whole time, and I'm really excited about that. <laughs> you know, I, I dude, I want Heath on the show. Heath knows that the second he says he'll be on the show, he will. I am not gonna. I'm not counting on it ever. I'll pressure him into it. Please do. I, dude. He. There's is, some history there. First of all, uh, free flight. Uh, uh, um, Psycho Circus. The team he was on. He went from there to another team called Monkey Claw because Psycho Circus just kind of went their own ways. But Psycho Circus. Uh, that was out of Cross Keys. Cross Keys. Uh, then the next big team after Psycho Circus was Alchemy. The next big team after Alchemy was Anomaly. So this is the level of flyers we're talking and about. And then to standard, and then to uh, wow. standard and arsenal at this point are really two of your bigger teams. Right. Uh, what was anyways? Um, um, Heath also was the first unofficial World Cup canopy piloting champ. The the, the first unofficial World Cup canopy piloting uh, championship he he uh, won. He was on the first PD factory team. So the original four were uh, Ian Bobo, um, uh, uh, JMO, Jay Maletsky. Um, um, Shannon Pilcher and uh, JC. Um, no, Cold J. Uh, what was Heath. that after? 
Heath, JC came in after them. Okay. So Heath, so you see all the original footage. You see the first four-way swoops on Katanas when they announced them at the convention. Mm-hmm. Heath was one of those boys. Well, yeah. so I'm sure we have some listeners that uh, jump at Skydive Spaceland Dallas. I love you, Heath. So if you jump at Spaceland Dallas or you visit there and you're hearing this, you're going to say, hey, Heath, you know, I've been listening to Gravity Lab. It's super cool. They have a lot of neat guests on there. You should see if they'll uh, bring you on so you can tell some of your old stories. And then everyone pressures <laughs> Heath into it and, you know, he'll cave. Right? Dude, I don't think he will, but I hope he does. Guys, gals, tell Heath that. And by the way, Ben Nelson, if you see Ben Nelson, he just adopted a new puppy. He took in a stray. And a man who takes in a stray is a man who loves. So when you see Ben Nelson, he deserves the biggest hug you can give him. Please give Ben Nelson a hug for taking in a stray puppy. Because we love him. Because he was going to die. No, because Ben Nelson hates hugs, and if you hug him, we're antagonizing the shit out of that asshole. <laughs> <laughs> it took me halfway through that to get what you were up to. I was like, man, he's being really nice he's to setting this up. He's setting this up. Hug Ben. Just hug Ben. He loves hugs from people he doesn't know. If you don't know Ben Nelson, give him a hug. Say it's from DJ. He can't get mad at you. He gets mad at me. He likes to be patted on the tush. Actually, that he does. So. Yes. yes. So I, I feel like teams and skydiving are a thing that have kind of dwindled off a little bit. They come do, you, and do you get that feeling? <sighs> For, for me, it feels like years ago, bef- before social media was such a big thing, teams were a really good way for skydiving companies to promote themselves. Okay. And now with social media and with uh, athletes, you know, individuals being able to stand out so much, I just don't think you really need a team to, uh, to have the same publicity. I think the what, num- what do you think about that? I think the number of teams have overall remained the same, so that's not changed much, or the number of competitors. So when we're looking at competition teams... But Free Fly was artistic three-way, two flyers and a video guy, and VFS four-way. Well, that so we've gone first, from three to five. That first Nationals at Paris was where they debuted 99. 99 was still a test meet, though. That's right. Oh, okay. was the first it was, official. was the first official yeah. where they actually brought Free Fly in to determine whether or not it was going to be, become an event or not. And that was where they... Uh, Pat Works and all those guys really hammered down to come up with a compulsories and and ways to judge this new free fly, you know, um, and whether or not it could be an actual competition level event. I still can't help when we talk about that era. Yeah, rest in peace, Pat Works. Pat to, Works. To picture Olaf sitting in a tree playing with branches, talking about beans, the father. The father. Modern free fly. Free fly. TM. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dude, there. I, we've got to pull out these classic videos, Nick. You will absolutely enjoy them, love them, and the flying is phenomenal. So, is, uh, is Olaf the one who coined the phrase "free fly"? That is correct. He is How? the free fly clowns. Does he elaborate on where that came from and, and any anywhere? He's German, so it, it must be a part of the German language. Hmm. I just wonder if, <laughs> in, in my brain, when people started free-flying, they sucked at it so much that they couldn't touch anybody else, so it was free-flying because you were just kind of doing it by yourself, you know? I call that a zoo dive. Yeah, that's what they're called now. So, <laughs> dude, I felt... so er- Some things don't change. So early in my skydiving career, free-flying was emerging. It was becoming the big thing. Free-fly chronicles were still the new videos, and that's exactly kind of the exposure I was given. That's kind of things I was told. We're free-flyers because we just fly freely around each other. Well, it's no, because we're not good enough to have a plan. Is that, That's not what I said. Uh, but there are some roots there. And, and it really was because belly flying was so structured. Turn point here, turn point there, turn point here. 
Hey, bro, let's just but go. But there's nothing like watching together. original airspeed just ripping. No. But what's one of your favorite jumps? You and Tex doing what? No plan two ways. Free all day. Free flying, right? So that was, I think, an early part of it. And I can't say because I wasn't one of those founders. I was one of those followers. Um, I forget that's not the scotch and you're just pouring it, mixing it <laughs> yeah. with, with Coke. I was like, that's a heavy pour, my man. <laughs> yeah. I like with three fingers here. That's a bold strategy, Whoa. Cotton. Let's see how it plays off. That's what she said. <laughs> no, no, easy there. I, I was I was told by people in your life to make sure you have a good time this evening, and apparently, if that was Scotch, you'd be having a good time. I'm still having a good time. Yeah. I'm, I'm with two people that I've never met before. Nick. Ginger. G- Justin. <laughs> I just want to see I what he was going to say. He threw out Ginger and you still came up with his actual name. That's yeah. beautiful. You know, it, flying out here to, you know, spend a, f- a few days to talk with new folks and spend some time here with DJ and, and his wife, Valerie. And apparently and it's humid. <laughs> you know, this, this humidity stuff is real. I thought, dude, today's Wait, a, what? <laughs> He's like, what? Today it's not humid, dude. Matter? It's I'm a nice day, right? It's gorgeous outside. It's so nice. And the first thing he tells me about the humidity and we're in my garage working on my 67. And he's I'm talking so, about I'm humidity. I'm pouring sweat and, down And he my is, face. dude. Oh, man. I, that's how we're used to it. So we're, let's get back to some of these stories. We, we've kind of chased a little bit of the, the old school free flying. But at this point, a company comes out on the scene called Go Fast. Oh, here we go. You did, <laughs> did you do their design? Go fast. How do I put this nicely? Um, <laughs> so, you know, basically everything that came after. Um, there you go, Adam. You, oh my God. Sick he cat, has, bro. Did that hurt? He has. How long did that take? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wow! <laughs> Sorry, wow. I'm gonna make a bunch of shitty tattoo jokes. <laughs> no, for, for anyone who's just listened to this, DJ just took his shirt off to 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 show his sweet ink. <laughs> Barely he ink. I have two small tattoos. One of my original T-shirt designs for Go Fast on his shoulder. I mean, no kidding. This is. There have been times that I've wor- walked on a drop zone, whether it, whether it was in Elsinore or Florida or whatever. And all of a sudden, they see this giant logo on somebody's back, you know, of the Elsinore logo. And yeah. that happened to me when I, the first day that I walked up to, to Mile High. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, somebody liked my logo so they wanted it permanently on their back. Yeah, I inked you on my Hold, back. You put Free Fly Soul Window. <laughs> yeah. I remember the name of the design. Uh, yep. On your shoulder. I did not know that. So GoFast, we'll, we'll get some into this history. GoFast was a company who has done a few things, but one of them is they had a bunch of T-shirts to promote their brand. Right. And on the fast, the front it said GoFast with a badge that we'll all recognize at some point. The back of this shirt was a dude flying head down. It was called Soul Window, Free Flyer Soul Window. Mm-hmm. And it's just the outline of his body, and the inside is blue skies and cloud. I'm a brand-new skydiver. Uh, um, a, a buddy of ours, Bill Johnson, he does a lot of our weekday mentoring. He just had three rings tattooed onto his forearm. As skydivers, like it looks like the three rings are tearing out of his skin. It's right. pretty. A couple of cool friends looking. of mine actually have yeah, three think, rings. I think here. Bobby did that. Yes, Bobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah Bobby McCormick did that tattoo. Um, so I, man, I identify with being a skydiver. Soul window. When I'm in the sky, I am so at peace. It is my happiest place. 
Um, I've had so many people jump with me, and they're like, dude, you're a pretty vibrant personality, but in free fall, you just look so alive and so like it's. I get electric in the sky because fucking skydiving, dude. It is the <laughs> coolest thing I know how to do, and and so. It connected to me. So Soul Window went on my back. That that tattoo means a I, lot to I'm me. I'm stupefied. I Really? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So cool enough, you not only put the tattoo on my back, mm. you put the shirt on my back too. I'm going to take a little break from our conversation here for a second. It's just a perfect segue. Oh, here it comes. You see this, Nick? I see that shirt right there. Dude. I it, may or may not have one that looks just like it. If you've been asking about Rating Center shirts, if you've been asking about uh, the new Rating Center design, I've been talking about them for a little while, and my goal and my plan is, is to have them out. And I've been super patient because you got to be patient for a good thing. Adam Buckner and Option Studios designed the Gravity Lab radio uh, logo. They also designed stuff for the Rating Center, and this is the first full shirt design that they've actually given us. So the, the shirt I'm wearing tonight, Justin's about to pop on the front logo on the screen. This is straight up designed by Adam Buckner. Um, I talked about it last show. Uh, one thing, it's a vintage design. I described this badge here. It's like a 30s era Buick front grill. Mm, That's okay. the look I get out of that. All you right. see what I'm saying? It's not the exact size or shape, but you get those big I'm front I'm not sure what the, where the, the actual inspiration yeah. is. Yeah. Well, I explained vintage to you, and I showed you a bunch of pictures that would kind of have that badging and, and, and gaps and stuff. It's got the wings, but one of the things I like is established 2008. I told you I wanted a vintage feel. Right. 2008 was our 10-year uh, anniversary. 2018 is our 10-year anniversary. So I told you, vintage feel, you went with, well, established 2008. That's a vintage feel, and it, it, it throws respect to my 10-year anniversary. Genuine skydiving instruction. And when I, I like to hide things and things. Oh, dude. Look at the Gravity Lab radio fucking logo, folks. Three people in my life have pointed out the hidden, the hidden Easter egg in that one. There is an Easter egg in the GLR logo. Is there? And Adam put it there, so don't even play coy. And uh, it, it's a pretty cool little Easter egg. It's not huge. It's not crazy when you find it. But when you realize what it is, it is pretty cool to know. Um, you read into it. Established 2008. That was a cool vintage thing. Genuine skydiving instruction is what it says here on top. I just want it to work. I didn't like the word genuine at first. And you heard me go like, I don't know. And then you said, well, think about it. Not genuine as original, but genuine. Nick, you know Hank. Is he the most genuine person you know? He's a pretty genuine fella, I'd have to say. Uh, you see him working with a student. We had a guy come in today to do some just a recurrency jump for his tandem. He didn't need any extra work. And we talked to him, and apparently he needed extra work. So Hank gets him set up. Hank gets him taken care of, and Hank takes great care of him. So you pointed out genu down here. genuine was the personalities, <laughs> not the originalness of it. And that's where graphic design for Option Studios comes into me. Adam didn't throw together what I asked for. He read into what I wanted and gave me that instead. I can't describe what I need. I'm an examiner, not a fucking graphic artist. I can't match my socks. So all the Aren't you colorblind, too? No, I'm not. I am not. I just... just black with red pinstripes, right? Dude, come on. <laughs> it's the shit. It's my jam. I can see it, man. I can see it. It's my jam. Um, it, he, he reads into it. The back, I told him I wanted it to look similar to the last shirt design, uh, but not the same. Nick, hold that other, that back of that shirt up, but not the same, but I still want to have that vintage look. He knows that Asian vibe that my eyes just can't help seem to hold. So Nick's holding that up right now, and, and Justin's going to give you a tight shot of it as well. So it's got that tsunami tidal wave, oh, just that nice Japanese feel. So I, I gave you very, very loose conversation and comments about what I wanted, and you just fucking knock it out of the park. Well, it was a, it was a classic look, and it fit everything that you needed. Dude... Then, when he's done designing this shirt, Nick, 
He talks about colors. Wait a minute. Before we get colors, let's make sure we understand what shirt. Did you feel the shirt? Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know what you would call them. supple? Ooh, supple? That's Ooh, a nice word. That's a 25-cent word. Supple. What you said <laughs> it's a tri-blend. Tri-blend. That's the word I was Yeah, so lycra, cotton, polyester. Dude, it's one of the softest shirts I've ever owned. I say softest because you said, hey, DJ, you know this cookie shirt you have that you also did? Um... <laughs> that you also did. It's the same type of material. Now you're make me blush. And it's the same type of material. So I knew what it was coming in. So it's one of the softest shirts I own because I own another shirt just like it because you designed it as well. Um, dude, he just fucking knocks it out of the park. So a little bit of respect, a little bit of love to Option Studios, Adam Buckner. Guys, gals, if you want these new TRC shirts, there's a handful of you I owe. The first thing I do when they show up is I count them all because I don't trust Adam's ability to count. I trust his ability to do graphic. I'm kidding. I'm talking shit, my boy. Um, I, I told you already. I'm half Polish. It's worse <laughs> than being full Polar. His artwork is wonderful. Um, I do an inventory. I stack them all. I count them all. I fold them all. And then I'm going to inventory all the ones that go out to the people I owe shirts to. You'll be hearing from me soon. I'll be confirming your shipping addresses or your delivery at the drop zone. So if I owe you a shirt, they're coming soon. As soon as those people are done, the rest of these shirts, you want a shirt, hit me up. They're 20 bucks a pop. They're purple. What what color purple is there, are they? Aubergine. Aubergine, dude. Aubergine. Aubergine. And red for the ladies. Val's got the aubergine, and that purple looks good on mm. her. Um, and then we got them in, in this red, and then that I really dark gray. I brought my headphones, gray. you know. Your headphones? So, yeah, so that I don't have to listen later. Ooh. Oh. 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 You know, you took a nap between oh. working on the car and the podcast. Oh. And I also got it up at four o'clock this morning to get here. We don't need headphones for you. Don't need headphones. I heard you snore. You'll drown us out. Ah, <laughs> uh, the secret's out. The I do have a story walks. about that, you know. Go for it. You want a, you want a story? Okay. <laughs> Let's go. All right. So imagine that you've got two skydivers that are just fresh out of college and, and going to the, the bounce back boogie in at Skydive Arizona. And that was back in the days when we didn't have tents. We had Tent City, but you could park your tent right next to the pool area in Skydive Arizona or right next to the bathrooms and, and all that sort of thing. So uh, we set up our tent pretty much where Square 2 is right now okay that was way before square two was even a twinkle and uh literally i was snoring so loud that the guy that i and <laughs> my buddy holt that uh came to arizona with me is literally standing outside with a crowd that are <clears throat> all looking at the tent and the noise of this grizzly bear that's coming out. I mean, literally, this is before wheels up and people are starting to mill around and, and get ready to go on jumps and they're all standing around my tent listening to me snore and going, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> He's fucking what a bear. Is that? He's fucking a bear. <laughs> Excuse me. Are you trying to say bear fucker? Yeah. <laughs> Are you trying to say that he's having sex with a bear, <laughs> or that he is a motherfucking bear? There is terrible <laughs> things being done to that bear in there with a fork. Oh, all right. Okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I was talking about forking the bear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what the forked fork? bear? Yeah, forked bear. Um, yeah, the, and realizing that I've got about twenty people 
literally out there staring at me <laughs> and popping out of the tent and saying, hello. <laughs> you know, it just, that was really actually very embarrassing. And I just blurted that out to the universe. Well, dude, you have now told officially that like everybody has forgotten about that, people. except for Holt. Now eight more people know. Eight more people? Okay. Yeah. Because eight people will listen to this said and done. <laughs> okay. And there are nine people watching now. Okay. Yeah, so now that means we'll have 11 people because two more download it. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we're pretty safe with that. All right. Well, shout out so to the mighty, mighty DQ. <laughs> DQ, I know you're listening to this right now. I'm Looking at me from across the hangar, you creepy, creepy fuck. <laughs> I'm back to Aubergine. <laughs> so I, I really wanted to know what your, uh, do you have a favorite thing that you've designed out of all of the things that you've made? Yes and no. This shirt. <laughs> Shut up. No one gives a shit about your shirt. I do feel so good. Okay, I feel good about it, sure. But no, honestly, you know, there every artist has kind of their piece de resistance or whatever. And to be perfectly honest, I there are so many over the years because I've been doing this for a long time that you know really stand out that are my favorites that just exactly fit exactly what they need. And you're wearing one right now. That's one of my most favorite shirts. Adam. I know so many people who have bought Infinity Rigs because they wanted the logo. <laughs> Did you do that? That poster? Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that one? Oh, my gosh. And, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy, but... Uh, the Velocity Sports logo, the Infinity logo—they're—they're they're timeless. They're perfect. They're—they really did exactly what Kelly Farrington wanted for his company. And um, the other one would be Apex Base. The Apex Base logo is spot on. I mean, there is no—you—it um, doesn't get confused with. Any other base manufacturer in, in the entire base community, I guess. I can't tell you exactly which one it is. First of all, one of my favorite things you've done is a film festival poster. Um, we'll talk about the film festival again here in a second. We're coming back okay. to this. Okay. Because we have a date and you need to make a new film festival poster. Oh. <laughs> Throwing them under a bus. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Um, but the Heli Boogie shirts. Hell the Boogie shirts. Those are one of my favorite things. The other of my favorite things, and I couldn't tell you which one, but Nick's tricks and everything along the lines, because he also does the car biz. Yeah. Skydiving and car industry, and really not car, classic car hot rod stuff. It's really knucklehead kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, or motor gearhead, sorry. Getting into more custom with Outlaw Customs, Inc., uh, who is a... Um, Albuquerque 505, Burke, you know, uh, custom car manufacturer. Well, Everything's chopped and slammed. Chopped, slammed, airbagged, you know, but some of their stuff is just amazing what they can do with paint and metal. It's just incredible. And then just started doing some uh, logo and, and branding work for uh, Red's Old School, which is one of the pioneers of uh low riders and and you know the whole bouncing uh, i don't even i'm so it's so new that i i don't even know what it's actually called 
where they're actually bouncing these cars as high as they can as they, they can with the hydraulics. You're old because it's not that new. Yeah. 20 plus years they've been doing that. I know. They already knew that was in, when I was in high school. Oh, yeah. Which is over 25 <laughs> years ago. Okay. But it, it's new to me because, you know, Reds is kind of new to yeah. us uh, at Option Studios. So, uh, Didn't you just do a site for them? For Outlaw Customs, yeah. Okay. That's a site that has, oh, that's a site that you kept sending me look at cars at recently. Yeah, yeah. Adam and I will get on a phone call talking about something work-related, like uh, LMB live feeds or something stupid like that. It's just not stupid. We have a good time. And half our conversation is like, hey, dude, go to this, look at this car. Go look at this car. Hey, go look at this paint job. And we we don't get work done because we're looking at nerd cars is what we're doing. Yeah, we're geeking out on, on old metal. Those are my favorite things you've done, man. Uh, you've doing, you're doing a lot of jerseys nowadays. Yeah, it, it is amazing. Um, yeah, the whole story about doing jerseys really came out of I didn't like how the other ones fit. I didn't want something that was just a, a off-the-shelf motocross or a, uh, a BMX shirt or or a a biking shirt or, or something like that. It had to be my version of it. So I found a pattern maker who world, she's world renowned. She's worked with so many different uh, major manufacturers like Nike and, and Under Armour and sat down and said, okay, I want a jersey that isn't made for this. It's made for this. He's putting his hands straight up over his head because in skydiving we're raising exactly. our hands a lot. And, you know, arms up uh, configuration, and it's not lifting. It's not lifting the shirt and coming untucked and showing your belly to the world. Uh, longer bodies, longer arms, um, so that it stays tucked when you're in vertical positions or, or angle flying or whichever. That's one of the. That neat was my goal. That's one neat thing is, is a lot of people will mention the Option Studio jerseys, whether you're wearing the Option Studio branded jersey or, Nick, you're wearing one made by Red Tag uh, or Option Studios. Thanks for the Red Tag. Oh, dude, for sure, dude. The Red Tag's dope. Um, excuse me. Um, is the length of it is super long compared to normal jerseys because in skydiving we need to keep them down, whether it's tucking them in or securing them through leg straps. And, frankly, I don't think – keeping your shirt down with your leg straps is a very viable option with most shirts I own because most shirts I own are too short. But if the shirt's long enough, that jersey, the shirt's long enough that my leg straps can actually cover enough of my shirt to keep it down. So that length, so I raise my hands, the shirt doesn't come up because of the... No, it's not because of the length. Look at the way the stitches and the seam and the rotation... The shoulders uh, have been completely re-engineered not to lift. Yeah. And Nick, have you ever stood outside with just a jersey on and felt nice the, the breeze with oh, these vents. Yep. God damn. Indeed, I have. It doesn't balloon if you're a tandem master. You're not a tandem master. No. Mm -mm. no. A real skydiver, right? That. You still jump in it. Yeah. I actually was a, like, a really strict jumpsuit guy for a really long time. Like, never made a jump in street clothes ever. Yeah. And uh, these jerseys have. have they're so, they're so comfortable. I've converted you. Yeah. I mean, it's the, the fabric's so nice and they're so comfortable. I'm, I've been making some jumps in uh, exactly what I'm wearing right now. Cool. Even even with this collared shirt here and there, <laughs> I uh, so wait a minute. So the vents, you and I enjoy the vents because on a summer day, dude, those vents, 
they're the coolest. When I say coolest, first of all, they're fucking cool, like cool daddy o cat cool. But forget that temperature, they're cool. They're the coolest jerseys I own as far as temperature, partially the material, partially the venting. But that's a that's that's a sub product. That's a byproduct. You said the main purpose of the venting is for what? So it doesn't balloon. You know, it doesn't oh. cover handles. That's the that's the main thing. That jersey stays but, to your body. Right, but these are more fitted. They're not loose. They're not skin tight like a rashy. They're meant to be fitted. Dude, I, that's one thing, man. Any of my buddies who order a jersey through me or through an option studio setup, SSK uh, is a team we just got SSK jerseys. They looked really, really good. And on the SSK uh, a team group, uh, team page, I told everybody, if you're between sizes, order a size up. I'm between yeah. a medium and a large. I must wear a large. I'm starting to get to mediums here and there, Nick. I feel pretty good. Well, and that's, that's <laughs> that actually kind of funny because, you know, the the initial uh, test runs and the, the initial... V1. the uh, Yeah, the V1 versus V2 and... V2 hmm, and a half now, I'd say. There's going to be V3 coming soon. Oh, did I just say that? What's V3? Oh, I'm not going to tell you yet. Until the microphones turn off. That's right. Okay, sweet. Yeah, it's we're coming up with a few new little tweaks to make it even better. Um, I'm just asking questions without asking questions. You're uh, asking questions without asking questions. Oh, um, I, I know what he's asking. He knows me. He knows what I'm asking because I've told Nick what I think it is. Uh, so version one is what you're oh, saying. Yeah. I wore a medium. <laughs> I wore a medium in version one, and it was too baggy. Right. And you said, cool, we need to fix that. Version one, the thread was, you didn't like the thread. The thread wasn't right. We need to fix that. Right. Um, the the way that it was stitched, it, it wasn't tight enough. It wasn't, you know, elastic a, a enough. It wasn't elastic enough. So changed it so that it would be even better. I, I wasn't going to let that one out of my shop until I saw exactly what I was looking for. So... Uh, which brings up a, an interesting point is that we are going to be doing the jerseys for several big companies that I cannot name right at the moment. I'm really excited about it. I'd love to just you know lay it out on the line right now, but I can't. Did, do we also get this information when the microphone turns off? Uh, you, yeah, get me some more of that uh, Zacapa rum and we're good. <laughs> I actually wonder if you leaked the information for one of those big manufacturers recently I by a corner shot of a jersey did. that you had to pull back down. I didn't pull it down. It should still be there. Is it still there? Okay. Yeah. So, so if you go to Option Studios' Instagram or Facebook page, both. I don't think I put it on Instagram. Um. One or the other, you'll be able to check it out. You, dude, oh, man, I, I'm scrolling through your page right now, and there's so many cool things going on right now. Um, hey, look, there's a video of Nick Lott swooping on your Facebook page. Um, man, I, I heard that guy really knows how to do a, a bad job. A little I, bit of love. I think it's on your Instagram because I'm not seeing it on OS's page, mm. Facebook page. So hmm. just, uh, just saying. You might check Pull Up Court's Facebook page. Do you have any idea how many different companies you've made pull-up cords for? Literally, and I almost I almost brought it because you know we were, we were DJ and I were talking about it and how that um, um, this is more of a show that people you know are doing stuff and listen to as opposed to watching. So I didn't feel that it was 
right to bring the wad. The wad is literally <laughs> the wad is literally this thing that's probably I'd say a good ten inches round of one pull up cord of every one that I've ever made. So we're talking about a basketball sized rubber band ball made of pull up cords? Yeah. I mean the thing is is huge. It's heavy. It's it's probably a good six, seven, ten pounds. Hey Nick, to your right there's a bag there's two bags. The bag that's under the gray cord, pick it up. What I'm having Nick pick up is a bag of random pull up cords that are sitting there. True or false? You made the pull up cords that are in Nick's left hand right now. These guys. Uh, those ones. L and B. Yes. So, uh, dude, every pull-up cord I own, I think you've made. Every pull-up cord I own, I'm positive. You know, there's some other folks out there that are that are doing them too, but they're all they're not they're not from Option Studios. They are, but all, I mean, it's L and B pull-up cords, uh, Infinity's pull-up cords. Mm-hmm. Who else pull-up cords do you make? Lay out some oh, of the bigger gosh. names that we would see. You know, if you order from Paragear, every 20 millimeter red and orange Paragear pull up cord comes out of there. Uh, performance designs. Uh, cookie. Yeah, when you bri- get a brand new cookie helmet, the little bag that's inside with the, the instructions on, on how to, you know, fit your, your lens and, and whatnot, and the sticker and the pull up cord, that's me. Yeah. If you want pull-up cords made, Windblades, Windblades.com, I think you actually own. Airblades. Airblades. Which goes back to old Reg. Reg was the, the innovator that came up with the, with the Airblade mm-hmm. before that whole thing. I think he got deported or something. It, it, was, it was interesting. But when his patent ran out, that's when you saw... Everybody, the cricket and every all, store, every store having wind blades out in front of their of their shops. But I actually picked up the ownership of Airblades.com. Nice. I haven't done anything with it yet, but it's coming. It, it, it's uh, th- this show it turns into a mini ad because Option Studios is is a uh, advertiser for Gravity Labs. You've done all of our work. You do all of the rating center work, so you know the film festival uh, ad. The 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 uh, logo, Gret Monty is his name. Monty. Dude, I gave you the loosest idea in the world for Monty. And, and by the way, folks, I, let don't get me wrong. When you call Adam up, when you hit up Option Studios, give him as much direction as possible. I think it's super helpful. I give you no direction because you and I talk every week, all the time. We know each other really well, so you just know me and you know my taste. Right. So it's very easy for me to go, I want a new shirt. What do you want? You're the fucking graphic designer. You figure it out is exactly <laughs> what I tell the guy. Um, I want a new hat. Um, I gave you an idea for a new hat. He, he throws it back at me. Is this what you're looking for idea-wise? I'm like, yes. Now skew it this way. Yeah. Let's, and we're good. Let's, let's monkey with it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So definitely a brilliant mind. Um, film Festival. I want to talk for, for a minute, Nick. What happened Saturday night? We had a really, really good time at karaoke night on Saturday night. <laughs> me yeah, the, we did. Me and the ginger got drunk. You guys yeah. were. <laughs> I would say you guys were borderline white girl wasted. I was not oh, as drunk as I Strawberry Hill go. drunk? Uh, God, more oh, like. That's before your time. What am I thinking? Monkey Hill and bourbon, or a scotch and bourbon drunk for me. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, we had a karaoke night, dude. And first of all, to all the people who helped out with karaoke night, thank you, thank you, thank you a million times over. A lot of people. I will participate. I will. The next time that it happens, I'll try to come down for it. But I'm not going to sing. Because I sound like a dying calf in a hailstorm. Dude, I sound like that. And Nick has video proof of I sound like that, but yet I did it anyways. Yeah, if you get on the Gravity Lab Radio Facebook page, you'll you'll see some highlights. Tequila oh, is a terrible I'm going to delete that video. I have a video <laughs> you cannot. that I didn't send you. I don't remember what song you did solo. What was it? Bruno oh, Mars. Oh, Bruno Mars. It's horrible. Yeah. It's, it's really, horrible. It's really oh, bad, no. and I'm going to send it to you. Go for it, dude. Um, so I know that's I That's when I realized you. how inebriated you were. No, that has nothing to do with inebriation i can't sing zero fucks for shit oh the zero fucks no at that point i wasn't as drunk anymore as i got over it and once you can break that barrier for me i'm good to go yeah um so <laughs> can you guys hear that thank you Justin, for the company <laughs> my god i felt like you needed some help <laughs> yeah, so the video that I'm looking at is DJ trying to sing, stumbling terribly, and then I Justin is off stage driving the board and helping him as a backup singer. <laughs> yeah, my ginger. Thank you, my ginger. Um, I, we, we thanked a lot of people financially, but I got to take one second, and there's a lot of people who helped support the show as far as putting it together. Because Nick and I don't put a lot of energy into these things ahead of time. We put it as little as possible. I have to be honest about it. Um, Nicole Black is talking about doing some extra event, extra coordinating around the drop zone. And, and I'm trying to encourage her. I won't. I can't share what it is. And, and she's like, but the extra time, DJ. I said, Nicole, how much time did I put into the film fe- or the, 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 um, the karaoke night before we started? Not counting the day out. She's like, mm, 10 hours. I'm like, no, 15 minutes. Took me that long to book the karaoke machine. That was about it. You know, we had conversations here and there. Yeah, but how long did it take to move the benches ten times? <laughs> Fuck you, Nick Locke. I can't help it. I'm uh, after that feng shui, you know? Yeah. The insider But it took us... But the people who helped us, man, uh, Teresa. Teresa uh, Penn Tut. Teresa Tut. No, Teresa Penn. I can't remember her last name. Help me out here. Look it up. Look it up on my Facebook if you need to. Uh, Teresa, uh, she was huge. She was a huge help. She went and picked up the karaoke system from about 30 minutes from the DZ and brought it back. She helped us out. Teresa Tut. Teresa Tut, thank you. Teresa, uh, super, super nice girl. Sue, a new jumper, but she she hooked it up big time. Mitch Hansen brought some beer. Uh, not only did he bring some beer, he helped with all the setup. He helped with everything throughout the night. Uh, Brian Brian Menard had like nine ten cases of beer that he brought out to the show. Uh, Lucky and Carrie brought out nacho uh, nacho mix, cheese dips, chips, more beer to the show. What's that guy's name? Um, Joel Brooks bought, brought some bourbon to it. Uh, uh, Alex Driscoll he brought a bunch of booze. Brian Menard brought mimosas. So every one of you guys, the film or the the the, the, uh, the karaoke night we hosted. You guys, the fans, put it on. You guys, the fans, paid for everything. 22 pizzas, 120 wings, uh, all the beer, all the karaoke machine, the pay-per-view. You guys paid for everything. So thank you guys for fucking putting on a good show. That was you guys. Uh, what's coming next? The film festival. October 20th is the official date. So now that I have a date, Adam, I need another one of those. Call Camille. Call Cam- Camille. Camille's your brain. Camille is <laughs> my... Right and left hand. I'm just I'm just a talking head. No, didn't. no, you're also a pixel uh, creator. A pixel pusher. Pixel placer. <laughs> placer. 
placer. That's right. Okay, I was just about to get mad. <laughs> yeah, at yourself. Are you a pixel pusher. <laughs> yeah. A pixel pusher is somebody who just pushes things around. A placer creates. It makes it. That's just a conversation we have regularly. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, Nick, October twentieth. We're going to go two years ahead. We're going to have a quick business meeting. That's uh, they're not really business meetings. That's why I call them. October nineteenth. October nineteenth, two thousand and nineteen is the next film festival. So October 20th is the film festival coming up for 2018. October 19th for 2019. Why, why are we planning this so far in advance? Do we have it's a reason? Really yes. Yeah. Yes, because Monday, October 14th, is the beginning of All You Can Jump Package reunion tour. So Kate, Kate Potter, mm-hmm. the uh, accountant at Skydive Spaceland, who is the adoptive mom, she adopts every single All You Can Jump Package person who shows up. She adopts all our visitors. She's just a wonderful lady. Her and I agreed, we need to have a reunion tour. So we're spreading the word to all our homies who were on the jump packages in years past. Cy Elliott, uh, Chantel, uh, I can't think of her last name right now, Royce, uh, some, of, some of the original guys, some of the guys who are going to be leaving after this year. Shuby was just back visiting. Blair Smith's got to be Blair coming. Smith has to fucking show up. Blair Smith, I love you. Shout out to the mighty, mighty Blair Smith. Um, now, if you were on the jump package, show up. We're having excuses. Dobbins, dude, the mighty Dobbins. What about Vu? Is Vu coming? Vu, Vu is invited. Welcome. <laughs> He's got to show up, dude. So if you were on the jump, Vu, Vu was a little bit, uh, he, he scared people here and there. Nice guys. I nice scare kid. people here and there. He scared people he's, with fuckload. He is a, <laughs> he's a very, oh, good one. very okay. interesting uh, Vietnamese fella. Vietnamese, is okay. that right? All right. Asian driver, no survivor. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he slept in a tent. So a lot of our a lot of our uh, jump package people, you know, they're saving money everywhere they can. So he was camping in a tent uh, just by the side of our second hangar, by our maintenance hangar, and I believe he crashed into it once. <laughs> so there was a skydiver magnet in the hangar. Yeah, pretty for sure. He this may kid. he may not have actually hit the tent, but he was close. But we're just gonna go ahead and say he hit it. Okay. He was just trying to get home. <laughs> Great accuracy. Well, there you go. Uh, nothing like you know being able to jump into your front door. Okay, so 2018, October 19th, October 20th, October 20th. And then 10, 19, 19, is that what we're going for? And that is the all-you-can-jump package. So if you were on the all-you-can-jump package, the unlimited jump package, whatever you want to fucking call it, you're going to show back up there. We have to plan this far ahead of time because we got homies coming from Australia. We got homies coming from all over the world to this. Uh, So we're announcing it. This is the official announcement for the all-you-can-jump package reunion. If you had friends who were on the all-you-can-jump package, make sure you make it back out. We're not doing tons special. Right now, we're just saying it's a reunion tour ending with the culmination of the film festival. So we're getting all our homies. Dude, These Royce bringing video back from Australia. Blair bringing video back from Australia. Uh, Shuby bringing video from Canada of him just sitting in the snow and not skydiving. (laughs) 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 That's just wrong. So it'd be a great way. Now, that being said, Stephen Boyd knows I'm doing this. Stephen Boyd runs Skydive Spaceland Houston. And he's like, yeah, maybe we haven't announced special things going on yet. Maybe something will happen. And that's it's, it's legit maybe. But he just heard wind of this this week. So uh, keep an ear out. I'm really excited to, to meet Steve and Stephen. I don't know if you'll meet, meet Steve because he's constantly on the road uh, or he's spending time with family. But make we'll make sure. Uh, Stephen is definitely looking forward to meeting you this weekend. Oh, great. Because, yeah, you do a logo for Skydive Spaceland. But I've never met them in person. The Skydive Spaceland logo, Nick. Do you know who created it? No, I didn't until about eight seconds ago. Yeah, Adam Buckner. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, point Taken, Lee Max 8-Way Team. You know who made that logo? 
please tell me I'm dying of suspense. Yeah. Oh my god, I did not yeah. see that coming. Okay. Yeah. Left field. Oh my gosh. Go to Skydive Arizona and check out their Carnival uh, uh, ad, their print ad. The Halloween. Carnival. The Halloween boogie uh, thing. Guess who creates the ad work for that? Adam Buckner. You know she has a name. Uh, I want to say it was Helene, but I can't it's remember. Helen. Yeah, Helen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two L's. Yeah, yeah, Helen. Dude, so he actually, he does all the artwork, that caricature, he outsources to a guy named... Paul Z. Paul Z. And Paul Z created our caricature. Beautiful. So that's so. there's a lot of history going on, I mean, for, for a lot of what goes on with that. Uh, I think it's, it's very odd. As, as diverse as the things are that you design, I feel like you're someone who does a really good job of putting your personality in most of the things that you make. I, that, I have to, but... The main thing is it's got to work. It's got to do its job. If it doesn't do its job, then it's worthless. You know, so if it's, whether it's my personality, it's more my, I, I want it to work for whoever it's being done for. That's what it's got to do. <laughs> if not, it's worthless. Speaking of worthless, how you doing, DJ? I'm doing great, dude. <laughs> So you know, you know one of the next coming jerseys. You know one of the next jersey designs that are coming out. Oh, uh, please remind me. There's going to be two jersey designs coming out in the near future. I'm driving the bus right now, by the way. One of them is is mm. in the past we had a red Option Studios TRC edition shirt. So Option Studios, when they first came out and released jerseys, red label, red tag. I'm sorry. Um, red tab. Red tab. Red tab. Red tab. Red tab. If you look at the back of your red jersey, tab. there's a red tab. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. And that's the Option Studios logo. If you actually look right here on the wall behind. Jo- Behind Justin, that's the red tab that you'll find on the bottom of all your Option Studio jerseys. The hats, Chris Fudala wears a hat. Um, a red tag. <laughs> Nick's pulling his pants around. Back no, I around. you need another drink I there? <laughs> I, I, this Are you is getting a little dry? This is a carbonation giving me the hiccups, oh, is, is what that is. Um, or, or the belches. Um, the next shirt you're going to be making is not a TRC edition Option Studio shirt. Not it the next the one. the next. real deal. We, I've been waiting to get these shirts just designed, the new Option Studio shirts, because they're not going to match this, the new Option Studio jersey, but they're going to have the same feel. They're going to have the same uh, identity. And then, Aubergine. <laughs> and then, I just love saying that word. You ready to help me out with this it, one, Nick? Hold on. Aubergine sounds like a, a an older lady who's still kind of <laughs> sexy. Yeah. Have you met my Cougar. aunt Aubergine? Cougar. Yeah. Homegirl it's, is DTF. It's, it's Cougar right there. That's the name. That from forever more, a Cougar's name is Aubergine. You missed the DTF, didn't you? Yeah, yeah I did. What's do, you, do, you know, do you know what DTF stands for? Uh, no, but down I, to f- fly. Fuck. No, down to fuck. Come on, what's <laughs> down to popularized by the movie Superbad. I definitely did not. When we created Gravity Lab Radio, I the first thing I clicked on is NC rating or in whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I, it's explicit. Is I had to click on explicit because I am not going to not cuss. I can't control that ability unless I'm around my parents. You know, there are just some things that have to be fucking said. Said. Yeah. See, I can say it without saying fuck. Yeah. So <laughs> there's one more jersey, Nick, that we got to get him to work on. And this is an unpopular statement because the next jersey I want you to work on, besides mm. the rating center, you I think you know what it is. Mm. But here's the problem. I want one, two, three, four, five Gravity Lab Radio jerseys. Only five. Only five. And eventually, 
we're going to morph the design a little bit mm. to have the retail version. It sounds like a real pain in the ass if I'm the one designing yeah, the shirt. That's, that's where I'm like going, you know, look at this dude going like, so can you design a shirt with the idea that you have to morph it at some point to make a retail version? Because I'm going to be a little selfish right now and say, Nick, would you like it if you, Justin, myself, Ben and Valerie, I'm clued to my wife, I ain't foolish. Valerie doesn't get one until she's on the podcast. Oh. No, but she helps pay for the lights. Shit. Dude, we're doing the podcast in her house. <laughs> I just want, I know Val's got good stories. When you, Val's such a quiet person. When you get down and sit, like, start talking with her, she has so much to say. Dude, I, I've told you this story, but man, when we set up the audio equipment for the podcast the first time, I had to test recordings. I had to test everything. And she would sit on the mic and she would tell me the dirtiest fucking stories. She gets the mic in front of her face and out of nowhere, it would get just fucking raunchy. I'm like, and Val's so quiet. Oh. <laughs> so I, I love to have Val on the show. Guys, gals, if you're out there, hit up Valerie. Tell Valerie Marvin. She runs a mentor program at Spaceland. She's got a lot to talk about. She shot video for the Guayo. She shot 16-way video a couple years. That's impressive. Um, she's got bronze medals from shooting video for there. She shot video of four-way at intermediate uh, uh, levels. She actually competed uh, intermediate four-way, barely missed the podium, and got on the podium in eight-way. So she's a very accomplished skydiver. She's a coach. Are, are any of these medals hanging over here? Are any of those yours? Yes. The one that's not from Nationals. <laughs> <laughs> the one that's from Elsinore. The purple and yellow uh, uh, ribbon. Yeah, I see it. Uh, so that is from Psycho Circus Free Fly Extravaganza. Mm. You recognize exactly what yeah. that is, Adam. And I that's think I did the T-shirt for that. Uh, yeah, I think you did. <laughs> and that was before Free Flying was a nationals event. So the only competitions we had were competitions put on by teams. And what year is that? That is from 2000. Man, that is crazy. I mean, just in 18 years, what yeah. what skydiving has changed? You guys have got it good. Our team, I, the team I was on there, we placed second at the Free Fly Extravaganza. The first place team was the Australian national champs, a Sonic Boom, super, super stellar dudes. And 2001, we were going to compete in nationals, uh, but one of our teammates lost his job. Uh, he was a senior FedEx pilot, uh, international route, which is just a golden ticket. And for various reasons, uh, just, just didn't have the means to compete anymore. I was going down a runaway track and just wasn't in a good place and I moved because I needed to reset my life. You know, you can't run away from your problems, but sometimes a fresh start is what you need. So I had to understand I wasn't running away. Um, so our team disbanded right, uh, probably four months before nationals because we all moved. We all, uh, one of the teammates because nobody else was going to compete, moved to England. And, uh, it's super interesting. It's, it was a fun history. <clears throat> what was your team name? Um, we started as nitwits because we didn't, like, you know, I'm a team. I'm super cool. We were a team, oh, yeah. and we didn't want to be taken, like, people, we didn't take ourselves seriously. Uh, Heath Richardson and, and, and uh, Robert Corso and Larry Sprock, but mainly Heath and Robert talked us into, you guys should start a team, and here's why you need to start a team. How are you going to get better? If you do random skydives with random people all the time, you're going to get better to a point. But if you jump with the same dudes over and over again and you put routines together and you have goals together all the time, you're going to get better way fucking quicker. So we didn't start a team to compete. We started a team just to become better skydivers. Um, and, and really, guys, gals, fuck all the noise about comp competing. You're not competing with anybody but yourself. Get in a team because that the team taught me so much about skydiving. Um, <clears throat> That's the one thing I have not done yet. 
A team. But it competed in nationals. We haven't talked much about your skydiving experience. How many jumps do you have? Yeah. I f- literally do not know. It's it's under 9,000, over 8,000. But you've had a pro track this whole fucking time. You have no excuse. How many pro tracks? How many Alta tracks? <laughs> Test jumping that all the jumps are somewhere else. Uh, that, so that's one thing I've been good After at. After I got my tandem rating I, and my AFF rating, I didn't do anything else. I, I've had a pro track from day one. And then when we did the, all the testing for the pro track too, yeah. I always kept my pro track one in with me until we had prototyping done. And I knew I had a reliable software. And then you moved everything over. Over to my pro track too. And now I have two PT2s in my ear. So I fucking love them, man. Yeah. Um, Adam has done done a lot of the... Uh, so I got on with LMB years ago on the team, and they've been a very huge supporter of, of mine, and, and they've been great to me. And somewhere in 2013, Adam and I's relationship started and blossomed, and so did my LMB relationship take. And actually, 2012 at Skydive Expo took the next level. Mm. Uh, actually, that's where Jacob and I had our first face-to-face. Jacob is sure. the production manager, the guy that you're supposed to send an email to, just saying. <clears throat> I um, owe him an email for what? Uh, after we make this video that we're going to make for LMB. Oh, yeah, well, that didn't happen yet. No, it did not. Okay. <laughs> the problem is, is neither one of us, we both have so much free time, you and I. Yeah. Tons. Tons. Yeah, tons. And we try to do projects, Spring. and we just don't get the free time together. We, we really, this is, by far, we spend most of our time together in this fucking room. In this room, we're not going to be fucking. Um, Thanks for clearing that up. I was concerned. <laughs> I'm so glad that that got taken care of. And then when I hooked up with Adam, and Adam and I kind of got a relationship who, who does all the marketing for LMB, I suddenly got on the test team. That's where I suddenly started getting uh, test equipment and, and jumping some of the new stuff, the Stella, the Pro. Uh, you helped with the Pro Track too. Uh, you got the pre production units. Yeah, and the uh, Alpha also. And the, uh, you have the Alpha mm-hmm. and the Aries 2. And, and uh, man, the Aries 2, I love them. You've, you've got one of the early Aries 2s as well. Oh, yeah. So, uh, oh, by the way, congratulations, it's yours. Oh, beautiful. Because <laughs> um, you were going to have to kill me to get it back. <laughs> Chase you down like the dog you are? Yeah. Exactly right. Okay. A it's, lot- it's such a, like, I have, I'm a small guy. I've got small wrists, and it's a, it's a bigger altimeter. But, man, does it look good. And the, uh, I, I wear it on the inside of my wrist because I'm a shithead, and I think that's, that's where that's it feels. That's the cool feels. place? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right. And so my, the, the guide ring on my risers gets it. On many openings. I saw that. I saw Did you see that picture? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that Vizzo has a lot of jumps on it, but uh, that uh, the the Alpha has no. I mean, there there are marks in the paint, but on the glass, there's not a not a single nope. blemish, not at all. That's some serious glass. Yeah, the thing's a tank. DQ because uh, DQ helped with pre-production testing with the Alpha and the Aries two units, and and uh, as a tandem instructor, you're banging the screen against doors against things trying to move your student around. And DQ's screen doesn't look as bad as yours, but it's beat on his Viso. On his Zeris or his Alpha, it's solid. So if you're a jumper, if you want an, an Alpha, you can't get an Alpha. That's the military version. But the Aries... Sorry, Charlie, I've already got one. But well, the Aries 2, yeah. you can get as a civilian. And the difference between the Alpha and the Aries 2 is the Aries 2, you can use an infrared wand to change settings. Yeah. That is the biggest... The, 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 yeah, well, I'm really happy I have that because I've never, ever seen an infrared wand once ever. Yeah. But if I run into one... Uh, do, actually, I wish I wish I, I wish you had thought of it. When uh, we did the UPT tandem examiner meeting, uh-huh. Kenneth uh, Gaja from UPT was here. Also, uh, the, one of the other test jumpers for LMB, and he had the wand, and we were oh, playing cool. with it. So you can it's see what it does. Cool. It, it's fucking dope, dude. 
it's, it's meant for military. So imagine like you're a military jump master. Some of these operations they go into, they don't get to know what's going on ahead of time. And they have to sell, set the millibar to wherever they're taking them or whatever. Which is how is altitude. That's English for altitude, really said and done. Yeah. Um, or in the middle of coming in, they say, hey, we got to land someplace different. So they got to change everybody's altimeters. Instead of relying on the troops that come into it, the, the jump master says on his wand, hey, I want these guys to be at a 3,000-foot elevation when they land. We're going to make that offset read to zero to theirs. Pointed at it. They're audibles. The military has all sorts of cool shit from LMB. Same thing with military snipers. <clears throat> yeah. 43 versions or something of that, like the, for others, of Cypresses. Yeah, right? I thought it was just Cyprus and Cypress Speed. For us, there's Cypress, Student Cypress, Tandem Cypress, Speed Cypress, Multimode Cypress. Yep. Five Cypresses, Wingsuit Cypress now. So there's six Cypresses now for the sport jumper and um, 37 others I don't even know about. I, I Don't quote me on 43, but I think it's 43 if I remember right. And there's more that have come out since, so I think it's actually 45 now if I remember right. But I might be in... That's just crazy. I might be 35 and I might be wrong. But it's a retarded number. <clears throat> but military, high opening, low opening, uh, all, all sorts of shit. Uh, so SSK and Airtech are all, always testing that shit. Um, I forget where we're going with with uh, LMB shit. LMB product testing. You you do the graphic design form. That's that's part of it. And a lot of the naming of the products. Dude, oh, the Stella. <laughs> Stella Viso. It, it's Viso. It's not Vizio, by the way. <laughs> yeah. People call it Vizio? <laughs> All, All the, the time. Isn't that like a shitty TV brand? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Drives me crazy. Uh, my breaking. Vizio. <laughs> my Vizio. No. Viso. Look at the Viso 2. Viso. Viso. Look at the Viso 2 <laughs> logo, and it says, if you look at, not, not on the box, but if you look on the logo, it has the 2 overlaid between the S and the O on Viso. So people see it as the I, and so they see Vizio. Mm -hmm. And if you're looking at the wristband, you know, the, 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 uh, the cover of the case or on the actual altimeter itself. It oh, looks, yeah, the, 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 the Roman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Roman two. Yeah. So, I, dude, I hear Vizio, especially from new jumpers all the time. Yeah. It's Vizio. Um, I'll correct them. I don't care what you really call it, man. Solo, Optima, Vizio. Quattro, Aries, two. Alpha Track, Stella, Alpha Echo, Alpha Echo, Military Alpha Track, Military Alpha Track Basic, Alta Set. That's the wand. Yeah, that's that's the magic wand. Alta Set Two, because now it's it controls all those IR. Uh, it, nobody will care about this next conversation, but I do. Have you seen the new Alta Set Two and how functional it is compared to Alta Set One? Yes. Dude, Kenneth has a lot to do with that. Yeah, Kenneth is definitely pushing that. And, and dude, Kenneth is extremely smart. Uh, have you? I don't know if you've looked at the new ma uh, manuals for the uh, Aries too. How much more simplified they are. So not specifically, no. Um, I dude, did you ever read the Protract two manual? No, because you Gosh, don't have I mean, twenty days. I, I didn't memorize <laughs> it, but I yeah. sure glanced at it uh, once or twice. So one of oh, only because you told me I had to keep it secret, and I was like, "Oh, there's got to be some good stuff in here." No, I just we just can't let <laughs> well, out because there's some wrong. How it works, right? It's because we couldn't let out because there was wrong stuff. So one of my jobs is is test jumping. Is I also proofread manuals with Kenneth. So Kenneth and I proofread manuals. I speak English natively. Kenneth does not, 
but his English is strong as fuck. Uh, you can't tell. There's nothing wrong with it. But they asked uh, L and B, uh, the factory. They asked me to keep to help with the English part, and then other issues. I'm, I'm the second set of eyes, and the thing that Kenneth came up with right away said, "Guys, these manuals are way too complex." So he's really scaled them down. So you're going to start seeing the newer manuals being a lot more simplified, a lot more straightforward. And even the controls, if somebody complained to me the other day, the Protract 2 is hard to understand how to set and control. And there's no doubt to me there's a truth to that. But use it a little bit, and you very quickly learn how to as, set as it. As soon as you figure out the, the, the button press for the unlock, <clears throat> and then you remember you got to hold that button down that second time to get into the, the other functions, Performing it's, it's access. super easy after that. Yeah. Yeah. But now the newer devices, the access stuff, the the, the usability, they're, they're, we're putting three buttons instead of two buttons on the ProTrack 2 instead of the ProTrack 1. Right. So Gen- K- Kenneth. Kenneth is actually... Uh, Kenneth? Kenneth. Kenneth. Shelby versus, uh, Shelby versus Daffy or whatever. Um, oh, we're back to that. Okay. Every, everything is simplifying. So LMB is definitely raising their bar and raising their standard. Yes, sir. So I, I'm at a drop zone, man. I want to go back to graphic design, and I missed a lot of what I want to talk about graphic design. First of all, if you want pull-up cords, you we want We got time, man. I'm, I'm, I'm your captive. No, we turn pumpkin in very shortly right now. We're all pumpkin right, mode. then let's, let's hit it up. I, I, man, right now the hot thing on the scene is, is jerseys. First of all, you want a banner. The banner, the TRC banner in the, uh, in the hangar at Spaceland. Mm-hmm. Adam, I need a banner. He made that. You know the one I use for backdrops mm-hmm. for photos. Adam, I need business cards. He creates that. Adam, I need a brochure, a flyer for whatever it is. T-shirts, stickers, pull-up cords. Go everything. to pullupcords.com. Optionstudios.com it is under construction right now. I've seen it. So close, it. but you know the, the cobbler's children are always shoeless. Yes. I'm too busy doing everybody else's stuff before I do mine. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm really up. glad you explained that because I had no idea what that meant when you first said it. The co- yeah. I, I know that saying only because you've shared it with me. Well, I've pounded it into your kiss. head a few times, too. Yes, you have. Uh, <laughs> hit up Adam. He does everything. But, again, what's the hot ticket right now? Jerseys. Jerseys. And there's some other things coming down the pipe. First of all, these jerseys, we're a hit on it. They're not your standard run of the mill. They're custom tailored to skydiving. They're super breathy. They're super cool. They, they're, they're a lot more comfortable. 3.0 is coming, looking at a little bit of cut in different places, looking at tweaks here and there, looking at a couple different features. Oh, I'm stoked. It's getting close. And let's forget that for one second, because straight up, I like Red Tab jerseys, Option Studio Pro jerseys better than I like anything else on the market. But here's what sets it apart. Mm. Graphic design. Thank you. I look at the design of what other manufacturers have, and I'm not mad at it. I think there's some nice designs out there. But top shelf. That's what I'm looking at. Nick, you've seen a lot of jerseys. You own a lot of jerseys. Did any of the graphic design stand out to you? Uh, I think that there are a lot of them that are just ripoffs of a little bit older stuff. But, uh, again, Adam's so good with uh, versatile uh, versatile looks to things, but still making it... Fresh, like, yeah, fresh. But the, I, like I said, fresh. there's there's a common thread in all of your things of that. I feel like it has your personality in in the design, but uh, you know that doesn't mean at all that you know two different companies' products are are looking the same at all. Right. Well, put me on the couch. So why would I? How do I do that? What makes me tick? What makes that different? That's what we want to know. Go for it. Well, uh, you know the the basic. 
I've said it a couple times, but the uh, the main thing is it's got to work. It's got to be visually pleasing. It's got to do its job. Um, but for me personally, I'm a perfectionist. Uh, I I just want to do the best I possibly can for every job that I do. It's been a long time mantra, I guess, that uh, every project is better than the last one I finished. So that's that's where I that's what I start from. The other part is, you know, I'm just a guy. I'm a guy that has some talent, and I like to share it with people. And that guy is a husband and a father and a mentor and an old skydiving instructor and somebody that that likes to go to John Goodman look like contests. Oh shit! I'm so God. glad you said that. <laughs> I honestly, I I'm swear just about to have a moment, and you just shit you, you all did, over. It. You did totally just ruin it. <laughs> ruin just, his moment. I'm about to, you know, go on this. Oh man, what makes me tick thing, and you shit on me. Oh. I love you, man. Oh man, I, but, I, 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 but I'm look, destroyed. hang on, hang on. While we were this, just because you said this shit. While we were talking, I looked up John Goodman skinny. Oh to shit! See how much you look hey, like? Hey. I'm looking pretty good. Hey, when we were at lunch today, did you see that girl like, like taking? I think she was taking pictures, thinking that I was John Goodman. I didn't you sound see a lot like him. Did you see it? I saw it. No. I meant to men- mention it to you, but yeah. we had really good barbecue today. We we've, uh, went to Bighorn. You know, Bighorn, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, we, uh, we've had more than one conversation. As a matter of fact, LMB uh, has done LMB live feeds. And actually, LMB live feed is the catalyst to Gravity Lab Radio. Yeah. The first that's L- the roots. The first LMB live feed that, that Larson and Bruce Guard ever did was actually Adam Buckner has been the host every single time, and I was the first guest. And really, ah, the revolt, the, the the worm has turned. The first, <laughs> I, the first guest because uh, really our goal, our, our setup is we did two two shots together because the third shot was Luke Akins. And Luke Akins, let's be real, that's the draw. The man yeah. who was the skydiving consultant for the Stratos Project, and I'm going to have Luke Akins on one day, even if I got to do it in February. Um, Luke's super good dude. I, I hope he'll help me out. He's a lot of fun. He is. Um, we we did two test runs, and uh, Nick, you you've shot video of me trying to do video production, and I'm got, I've gotten better in front of a camera, but early on I couldn't do it. I struggled, and the Facebook feeds that we did for LMB got me over it, got me through it. It is what broke me. Well, glad to have a hand in that. And after that, that's when I said, "Hey, Nick, let's do this." So actually, you were the catalyst. You were the start of the show. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, you kind of kicked me in the butt to get Gravity Lab Radio done. And then you shit on me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. But during those, during those LMB live feeds, people were calling him, it's John Goodman. Oh. <laughs> I am not John Goodman. But Nick, you said you looked up skinny John Goodman. Skinny John. John. Well, I mean, let's just be honest. John Goodman, he's, he's had good days and bad days, that, and, that yes, gentleman. John yes. Goodman is definitely a big man. And he, you know, he's big now. He's back on TV with Roseanne. So, you know, maybe I'm I'm gonna get popular again. Dude, have you seen? Did you watch? Anybody watch Roseanne the original? Oh, the show, oh, the original. Yeah. yeah. Have you watched the new Roseanne since? No. Did you like the original Roseanne Just at all? Picked up right where it left mm. off. I don't know. I wasn't a huge fan. Okay, then you might or may not like it. But man, it is picked up where it's left off. I like it because of the nostalgia, partially. 
Um, oh my God, it's picked right up where it's left off. It, it's a very interesting show. Um, I bet you're watching Fuller House too, aren't you? I watched two episodes to check it out. <laughs> I watched two episodes to check it out, and I'm like, I just want to cool. see when she was grown up because she was cute. You know that that's the the only draw to that show. Yeah, are the are either of the twins on that show? No, no. Mm-hmm. Mary Kate and Ashley, and this is my TMZ drama. I know will probably will never be on that show. No, I think they've made their money. Yeah. Um, so I want to order a jersey. One of the things that, A, you're going to get the freshest, nicest jersey. Even the design of the collar has been considered. The way the collar fits on the Option Studio jerseys are hugely considered. And I know through V1, V2, V2.5 is where we're at right now, mm-hmm. that, that collar is formed. Uh, the look of the shirt, the graphic design of the shirt, you keep everyone relevant to their own brand, their own design, their own style. Yeah, I mean, it. It comes from my hand. I do the best I can to make sure that everybody is in, as individual as they can possibly be. But it is from one hand, and you know the my passion, my background, the the my experiences. Uh, you know, that's what's going to filter through no matter what. I can't necessarily help that. What you have a lot of satisfaction in graphic design. Yes. What brings that ultimate satisfaction? You know, when somebody gets it like you did this morning when you picked me up from the airport, got home, and showed you your jer- your new T-shirts. <laughs> that's what I like. I like it when somebody just sits there and goes, "Oh, this is perfect. This is what I wanted. This is going to do exactly what I want it to do." That's that's the the greatest satisfaction, and I'm uh, I'm just very fortunate that I can get paid to make that kind of feeling for people. <laughs> very few people do what they absolutely love. Nick Lott does. I do. You do. Justin, I think you do exactly what you love. I'm not. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah. To an extent. Okay. Yeah. I, and I, I wasn't sure about that. You get to do what you love. And, and if I could say anything about Option Studios. If I could say one thing that per, that personifies you guys, attention to detail. Perfectionist. I, I won't. If I won't wear it, I won't send it out. The if I don't like it, I'm not going to send it out because it just. I, I won't do something half-assed. I went through four or five different styles of hat before we settled on what my favorite hat style is for having my new hats printed. Mm-hmm. We the, the number of shirts you've gone through to check out, the patches you've sent me to make sure I have patches built right. It's not just the attention to detail and graphic design. It's attention to detail and production. He sent me pictures of my new shirts being printed and produced. I'm like, I didn't order that color. He goes, no, this is a test run. I'm just making sure the ink thickness, the ink density is right. It, the attention I was to detail. physically there with my finger on it going, okay, is it right? No, nope. pull the pressure. Yeah. I have actually video of Gravity Lab stickers being made. I have video of, of Rating Center shirts being made. So attention to detail. He is there. He doesn't just send it off to someplace. He is there. He's involved with the process. Yes, he uses other people to help him with this because it just there's only so much one man can do. That's true. Uh, Which brings up another point. Yes, sir. You know, if, if there's somebody out there on, uh, that's listening to this podcast that... You know, they have their chops in graphic design. I'd love to look at your work. I'd love to see what you got. Uh, starting to work with a, another gentleman that I 
that I trust very much, but I'm, I'm looking for resumes. I'm looking for people that, that have the same outlook that I do, that it's got to work and has, that has the chops to back it up. So right now you're telling me that Option Studios wants another graphic designer. That's what I'm telling you. Do they have to relocate to where you're at, or can it be a remote job? Uh, it can be a remote job. Uh, it's it's up for discussion. You know, some things it, we need to feel it. You know, I need to I need to feel that connection. I need to feel that that uh, you know we're on the same wavelength. And if we can do that from you know a world away, great. If we have to be in the same building, we'll do that too. But um, I'm looking. I'm pretty good at Microsoft Paint. Paint? I love paint. <laughs> paint is awesome. I will tell you, if you ever need any video production done, I know the best man to hire. I, I, I'm sitting right next to him. Yes, you are. And, and, and if you guys ever need video production done, Nick is for hire. He is available. Um, hit him up before you commit to having him because he's a very busy, very popular man. And, and uh, Spaceland and iFly alone keep him very busy. And then I occasionally say, hey, I want to do a side project. Nick's like, great, I have no open time, asshole. <laughs> I make time. No, you've always made time for me, man. You've always made time for our friends. You've always made time for everybody. You, you've been great. I'm glad to meet him, finally. Uh, you know, this it's odd watching so many of these podcasts and then actually being here on this couch with these two guys in this room three guys well somebody has to run the board i mean <laughs> somebody has to be the brains i know somebody <laughs> has to be like <laughs> in charge um so i'm just very thankful for you guys to invite and have me here and to absorb this experience it's just really it's been a lot of fun it's a good time man anything else you want to share with the world about option studios and adam buckner you know, uh, somebody once came up to me and said, you know, there, is, there isn't a drop zone in the world that you, can't go, that you can go to that some form of artwork that you have done is there. And it really kind of set me back because I never really looked at it that way. But you can't go to any drop zone in the world and not a T-shirt, a sticker, a, a rig logo, a, a, a jersey, a set of leggings. Did I say leggings? Oh, yeah, that's because there's leggings coming. Um, yeah, notice how I snuck that in there. Going to get me some of those. Yeah. I was leggings, actually, <laughs> I, I wanted to bring that in into the wrap, so keep going with the leggings, too. Okay. Um, that you can't go to another drop zone without being or having a piece of me on you. I, I, that sounds kind of creepy, <laughs> but it, I never had thought about it that way. I just produced and wanted to make people happy and, and make a living at it. And I never really understood the magnitude of how far this stuff to people that I've never, ever met went. I, it... it it blows my mind. It goes a long way. Nick, would you say my skydiving helmet is covered in stickers? God, there are so many helmets in the airplane. I'm not there sure is, what yours looks like. It, it, there's eight <laughs> stickers on there, no doubt. There's, there, there's eight, maybe more stickers on there. And not because they're Option Studio stickers, but Option Studios made. 
the LMB sticker, the Attende Wee sticker, the Gravity Lab Radio sticker, TRC stickers, uh, VSE stickers, cookies, cookie stickers. The majority, I think the the uh, uh, the PD sticker. I don't know if you made that one. It's the uh, it's the uh, no. die cut. The, the wings, one. the blade logo. Not that one. And the cookie or the, the cypress thick, you know, the cypress, those really thick stickers. That's. I think that's coming from Germany. It, those ones are coming from Germany. Yeah. Yeah. So all the stickers on my helmet, you, you reach so freaking far, man. There's so many things actually in this office alone that you've created. What else do you want people to know about Option Studios? Uh, we're growing. And, yeah, we're having a little bit of growing pain. Uh, this spring has been a little interesting. I spent basically a month, uh, you know, trading a cold with, the, <laughs> with my family and my, and my two sons. And uh, it play and catch up a little bit, but that's all right. We'll keep going. We'll make more. Guys, gals, hit up Adam Buckner. Hit up Option Studios. You can't ask for better design. You can't ask for better heart. Camille is actually the gal who runs the office. Camille is who you do most of your communication with. Office at optionstudios.com is the best way Correct. to get a hold of these people. Uh, Camille, like straight up, you can email Adam, uh, and I'll tell you his email address is adam at optionstudios.com. But I email Camille. I love Adam. I communicate with him. But if I want to get it done, she is the brains behind the operation. You are the artist. She she is what makes things work. And you did a good job keeping it going. But now that you're busy, you she absolutely is, is, a, is a godsend. That is correct. Hit up Option Studios, guys. Nick, what else do you want to share with our friends and family? Are, uh, are we off the next two weeks? Um, the next two weeks. Uh, actually, this next week, Justin, you and I, I'm still working on confirming a final guest. Uh, we had an original guest, had a back uh, uh, that's probably not going to make it. I never shared his name because of my fears of him not being able to make it. Personal uh, issues. We'll eventually get that man on. Uh, I have another plan, Justin. We'll talk about that off the air, and I'll see if I can get him on. So right. I'm not missing anybody super important, is what you're telling. Me. <laughs> are you Are you going Jeff walkabout? Rowe. I'm. Uh, hey, sh- no, what? No. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm going to. Uh, I'll be in Switzerland next week, and you're having in, uh, that surgery. Yeah, exactly. Okay. They're <laughs> removing my. Uh, what's the technical term for breasts? My ma- mam- mammaries. Yeah, those are mammaries. going bye bye. <laughs> no, uh, no, going on a little trip, uh, filming some Aubergine. stuff for. Uh, I knew it was coming. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Aubergine. You're having your aubergine removed. <laughs> yeah, no more aubergine for me. But yeah, I'll be out uh, the next aubergine to me. So next week, we're going to try. We're not definitely sure if we're going to have a show or not. Uh, the following week, I'm out of town. I'm actually going to be at Skydive Spaceland Dallas running an AFF instructor course. And you're still out of town in, what are the two? You're going to Dubai? Yeah, Switzerland and Dubai. Yeah. Fucking A, dude. Badass. And I am terrified because I do not travel internationally very often. So if anyone has any advice for uh, travel abroad for someone who's scared to go out by themselves... Let me know. Get one of those, you know, those wallets that go a inside, fanny pack inside inside of your underwear. Is this a reason to wear a fanny pack? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yes. On it. All right, dude. I have a stack of lotion. Cypress fanny packs over there. You must bring the lotion. What happens if I don't put the lotion on on my skin? Then it gets the hose again. Then, then TSA gets personal. Had real a quick. feeling that was going to happen. Um, the week, the uh, so those two weeks will be uh, the week I'm in Dallas. Um, we're not a hundred percent sure. Uh, ben, oh, but maybe a mobile <laughs> podcast. Ben Nelson. So, yeah, we won't be doing a Facebook Live version of oh it. Oh, my God. Talk Heath into it. 
<laughs> tell, tell, this is no. This is how you get them. Hey Heath, it's not live. No stress. No one's watching. It's just me and you having a little chit chat, sharing some stories from back in the day. Dude, I'm with you. And then kiss him on the knows. mouth. I'm with you, dude. <laughs> Give him a mouth hug. Yeah, exactly. I love mouth hugs. That gets them every time. Mouth hugs with tongue embraces, the best. <laughs> There's a visual Man there. love. <laughs> Nick was just staring me in the eyes uh, yeah, with got passion. Weird. All right, cool. So uh, moving on with getting out of here. Justin, anything to add? What does the world need to know from, from Mr. Justin Grubbs this week? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know anything to add. What was your favorite part of karaoke night? Oh, my favorite part of karaoke night had to be uh, when DJ got up there for Bruno Mars. Oh, great. my God. Thank you. so good. Dude, I have to see this. <laughs> uh, it's on my phone yeah, right now. here in a little bit. My favorite night part of karaoke night, no doubt, is the love everybody gave and the love that everybody, go ahead and, and, and uh, uh, everybody gave. Guys and gals, remember October 20th will be the next film festival. Uh, we'll have the ad up soon. Thanks to our good friend Adam Buckner, Option Studios. You want the best graphic design in the business. You want the best of what's going on. Hit up Option <laughs> Studios. Hit up Adam Buckner. <laughs> Till then, this is Gravity Lab Radio. I'm DJ. It's Bruno Mars. guys, we are out. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no.